3: in 2014 out of Tennessee by San Antonio and has also played with Phoenix, Cleveland, Washington, and Denver. He averaged 11.5 points, 3.3 rebounds, and 2.6 assists in 33 games with the Wizards and Nuggets this season. And in Grapefruit League, action the Tigers hit five home runs on their way to a 13-9 win over the Red Sox in Fort Myers. That's your Spotlight Sports Update. I'm Doug Warren. What do you get? When you cross a know-it-all newspaper columnist with an awkward, unsophisticated everyman. Yeah, uh, well, I'm just not sure about that right now.
4: Welcome to, to Couch and the Room.
6: Welcome to Couch in the Room, Graham Couch, Jason, Nick, our Thursday show presented by our friends at Cask and Company Kitchen and Bar in Front 43 Neighborhood Pub on East Saginaw just north of Frandor and Lansing and Jason and I will be there Sunday for a live show in front of you just hanging with you before the Michigan State, uh, Ohio State basketball game. Jason, I'm looking forward to this man.
1: Yeah man, can't wait. It's been fun, sorry I was setting up the uh facebook live we should be good to go now we're good to go yeah man all right, all right. yeah man it's we'll start start that that over. Another,
6: another thing i gotta take care. <laughs> start that over welcome to couch in the room yeah. no Here, it, and, it's been going it's yeah. Just, yeah
1: no man i'm looking forward to sunday i'm gonna have a lot of friends and family there too so it's gonna be cool to kind of hang out and uh especially after the show i know you got a jet obviously to do your job but i'm gonna hang out with the people and watch watch
6: the game at uh, front 43 it's gonna be fun yeah, we've got, a, we've got a, what I think is going to be a good crew of listeners, it sounds like. We've got some gift cards to give away from people who have responded with the hashtag uh, Front43CouchInTheRube, and, and those people, if you've done it, we got you, you're locked in, and uh, I will, I will, I will uh, get a response out there to you so you just know your, your name is on a list, but I think I've done that with some of you, uh, but I'll make sure everybody's got that as well. I have and, a couple of, of gifts, too.
1: The Rube's bringing a couple of gifts to give away. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. Related to the show,
6: kind of fun kind of gifts. It's, it's uh, You can't lose showing up on Sunday. You can't lose. By the way, did you see that uh, somebody has created a fake Alex Sims I laughed Twitter my ass account. off. Yeah. It was the greatest thing I've ever seen because they created
1: a fake one, but they didn't get her name right. So would you be offended? Like, there's a fake Graham Couch page. It's flattering. Right. If there were a fake Jason Nick one, I would be flattered. But if it was, it says Alex Smith, not Sims, on the fake. It, I know. It's her picture. With her picture. And. One of the first tweet is new profile pic, so, you know, I mean, it's semi flattering. But what made me laugh is that they didn't even get the name right. If you're going to do a fake account,
6: come on, it's yeah, it's it's. Uh, I, I I was just surprised you screwed that up. Like, there's a lot of work that goes into it, <laughs> right? I mean, how do you how do you not? I don't know. How do you not have that right? How do you? And, and it's one thing if it's a variation of the name, and right. maybe that was what they were trying to do, and it's just not close enough. That might be the issue. Alex Sims is, I think, going to be there, though. She's going to show up Sunday. She told me she's going to. Sh- I mean, she's flaky, so who knows?
1: But, this again, this was Teresa's idea, by the way. And it wasn't my idea. But we thought it be, would be fun if she showed up for a, for a couple minutes.
6: It's it's going to be awesome. It's, it's going to be, be awesome. It's going to be crazy. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, so, we've got a bunch of stuff to do today. We've got Brennan Quinn joining us here shortly. We're going to talk Michigan State and uh, Big Ten hoops with him. Uh, we've also got, uh, and that's going to be about... Twenty after the hour, uh, and then uh, Harry Gagnon from Odd Shark, uh, middle of second hour, will join us, and we will uh, we'll dig into um, the games this weekend. And Harry's and on
1: fire about this Tom Brady to the Buccaneers. He's getting some traction in the national media from some guys. Okay, he's really am- amped up about it. He keeps texting me about it. I'm like,
6: I'm like, yeah, Harry, I'm, I'm with you, man. We'll dig, we'll dig in all that. With <laughs> he's Harry. super excited about. It. Apparently, yeah. We also have a Twitter question today, and I thought this would be kind of a fun conversation. About teams we hate, where we love to hate. Yeah. Or teams that no matter what, every year, something about them just grinds our gears. And for this year, for me, it's Wisconsin basketball. I have no reason to hate Wisconsin. I'm watching them play Northwestern last night, and I just can't enjoy them enjoying success. And I don't know what it is this year. I don't know if it was Brad Davidson at some point in the year and his crotch punch. I don't know if that was it. Was it Connor McCaffrey who got hit? Who was it who got hit? Somebody with... Um, Iowa is the Iowa game right but either either way I don't know if it was that and sort of his smug response to it I don't know if it's the overabundance of uh, white players on the floor which I'm never a huge fan of in basketball Um, it's my own thing that's a woke take right there these can be unreasonable (laughs) look these can be (laughs) unreasonable responses yes and
1: and between you and I they're mostly probably due to gambling right at least me I was trying to think when you posted the question I'm like God, who do I, in the Big Ten, It uh, depends on the gambling
6: night. And it's varied over time. Like, in, in, sure. in different teams, in different sports. But in basketball, like, I really like Illinois. And what's funny is Illinois fans think I hate them because I had one tweet during the game where I said they got lucky that Penn State was missing a guard. Nobody's been bigger on Illinois. Let's say you had a bet with Quinn yes. about who would finish higher, Illinois or Purdue, right? The problem is these dumbasses are quote-tweeting me, so they're not even part of the conversation. <laughs> you know, like, if you reply, you become part of the dialogue. If you don't follow somebody, that's why you don't quote-tweet. <laughs>
1: you gotta quote tweet. Don't quote tweet. I love it.
6: If you quote tweet, it's all about you. Quote know tweet that. 2020. Absolutely. it's
1: what Twitter's all about. It's about
6: you, right? But you don't get the information. You're just this uninformed boob and that's what a lot of people are on Twitter. I get that. But if you quote tweet, that's what you're asking yourself to be. <laughs> Reply. And I'm not, there are times to quote tweet. We've been over this where you want to illuminate something or bring something to your audience in some manner, or even if you do want to be that boob and just you know, or Rube, or either Rube. way. You know, if you want to just piss grandma, I mean, how many times do you think people
1: just do it because you're the this Twitter angry monster that you tell police. everybody what to do? They're the police. And it's like I just do it. I just it makes me laugh to watch you get angry about it. But you know, I would have to say to answer your question, though, Wisconsin over time I would say was the most hated, especially in the Bo Ryan years where they were just trying to win like forty two thirty two games. I just any team like that, like Virginia, I just despise watching those kind of
6: games. Yeah, it, it, I, I've never hated Virginia in that sense. Like, it's funny. It'll just be random. It, it, there can be a reason you don't like you don't like somebody's face can sure. be the reason, and that's why we wanted the unreasonable thoughts. And and I, I messed up the Twitter question originally because I didn't ask you to say why. So initial responses were just like naming the team. We also want why, uh, but we'll get into these some of these later. Because for me, sometimes I look at a guy and I'm like, it's not. A, I'm not talking about just being ugly, but it's something about your face. Like I wouldn't consider Brad Davison to be an ugly dude, but after he hit. After he did the crotch punch, and it wasn't his first time, and more, what bothered me more was after he stepped his foot um, under the Minnesota big man last year, you know, as he was landing, which I think is a more egregious thing to do and speaks more to your character. Right. Now I don't like Brad Davison's face. He just has this face about him that I don't like. But it, you don't have to be necessarily an ugly guy to have a punchable hateable face. Correct. People, I mean like
1: Garza, I mean he's a, looks like a decent looking guy. I just hate his mean, eyebrows.
6: Luka, yeah. Well, Luca Garza, excuse me. I, and I like Luca Garza. I used to think he was less appealing and now he's more appealing. And like oh, Brad Osmus is a great case. Brad Osmus, some people would would like there were people wanted calendars of him. Like women would think he was sexy. Sure. And I I, I thought he had a very punchable face.
1: Absolutely. But there's good-looking guys that have punchable faces. I mean, hey, it just happens. It's what
6: makes your hate your face punchable. And my favorite reason for liking David Jackson is he just responded, "I still don't understand what is meant by a quote tweet. I lo- I love all our aged ranges of of, of <laughs> listeners and people who are savvy and not savvy. Quote tweet is when it, it, you have an option on Twitter, right? You can just click reply, which is underneath something and yeah, don't uh do that. That's no. that's what you do. No, no, no. no that. That's what you do do. No. Quote tweet is when you uh that's what you do do no quote it no yep no quote Quote tweet
1: 2020 let's go
6: no quote tweet is 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 something is no if you want to grind Graham couch's gears you just quote tweet quote tweet quote tweet is when you go to click on the retweet button and it says retweet with comment and you put it over that's quote tweeting don't do that do it don't do it we don't (laughs) imagine
1: this (laughs) i love that this what's better imagine or this and then, like,
6: put the finger so arrow down. Who's your least favorite team, like, of all time? Like, least favorite just team, like, just, just looked at him and he said, these guys make me want to puke. Gonzaga. Because of the gambling.
1: Absolutely. It all comes back to gambling. I was trying to take gambling out of it. I just can't because that – honestly, I really don't care who wins or loses some of these games unless I have money on it or if there's a March Madness pool or, you know. Right. To be honest with you, I if, if I don't have any money, if there's no stake in the game, I, I don't know.
6: I used to hate Iowa. To hate. But for two reasons, always used to be the team that I really unreasonably didn't like. Yeah. One of the reasons was back in the day when I was a kid, they were all up in your face in the Tom Davis era, uh, you know, trying to uh, uh, press you and make you turn the ball over. And like, I didn't like Chris Street, and then he died in a car accident. I felt horrible. But like Jeez. the the um, and I didn't like them more recently because I thought they were weak minded. They always fa- I don't like like in movies. I don't like weak male characters, right? So I, I don't like weak-minded individuals. Well, I mean, I you thought, should watch Love Actually. Love Actually, he's got a couple weak-minded characters I don't like. The weak-minded character is the one who holds up the boards, and you know, and we've all seen the memes of it and says, you know, I just want to say I love you or whatever. The that 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 character I hate because he's a weak character, weak male character. I don't like that. That was Iowa basketball to me for a long time. Yeah. Moulin Rouge, Ewan McGregor can't watch Ewan McGregor anymore because he's a weak character in Moulin Rouge. Don't like it. So, but different people, over you know, there are different characteristics you just look at. But Iowa doesn't bother me anymore. It comes and goes. It can be the most unreasonable, bizarre, uh, you know, Tom Brady's an example of somebody who I've really liked sometimes and other times not in my life, hmm. completely unreasonably. Is it because he's kind of like
1: robotic now? He's not, he's kind of like the chisel jaw, kind of just
6: robotic, weird kind of yeah. guy now. I don't like this 42-year-old who wants to experience free agency with all this money. Like, <laughs> Why not? Dude, the way he sounds like, I've never gotten to do this. You know what I haven't gotten to do? A lot of things you got to do.
1: Well, if you're going to break down Tom Brady, yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> of course. I mean, He's going through a lot right now. He's going on a 14-day uh, vacation to Turks and Caicos to figure out this whole thing. So thoughts
6: and prayers. But the, what really, I think, made me start thinking about this is just watching big, the Big Ten basketball. Because I, I think... You're in a spot now, say you're an MSU fan or a, if you're an Illinois fan, we have a lot of Illinois fans apparently this is in the show. Actually, not at all. But if you're an MSU fan and you're trying to figure out what you want to happen scenario-wise over the last week or so, and now it's, it's all sort of in front of you, who do you want to win? Who do you not want, you know, to, to win? You've got to root for, root for and root against other Big Ten teams for your own interest. Mm-hmm. And there are teams that I think I could not find myself rooting for. I, I don't know that I could root for this Wisconsin team i don't know i just couldn't do it even if i needed to. are you saying if that meant michigan state gets the outright title correct, meaning correct. something like that could, that could, scenario couldn't do it really couldn't do it don't like them. i could easily do that i could do it for michigan as well and i wouldn't have a problem with that you know what next year it may be different maybe i'll like the like the roster more maybe maybe it won't it probably has a lot to do with now is I it say.
1: players or do you start with the coach and work your way down it, it, I,
6: for me it's more of a coach sure. coaching style than a player or two Right? And sometimes it's something that develops over time. Duke is a, a great example for oh. me. There are Duke teams I've disliked, Duke players I've really disliked. Krzyzewski, I'm, I'm torn on. Sometimes I just like making fun of him. Other parts of him annoy me. Um, you watch your mouth. But there have been other Duke teams I really enjoyed watching. Mm. And there have been players that I, like, I like. I like watching Vernon Carey play, mm. even this year. Yeah. Don't love the team. I love what Trey Jones has become. Those sort of things. But Duke is the ultimate hateable team, right? Mm. They're this kind of... Everybody loves that they always have some Grayson Allen. Yeah, they always have some annoying Reddick. white guy that you, you just that hit. And a part of it works because they're so good. Sure, but Grayson Allen, I mean, he was the epitome
1: of that whole deal, right? Because he was leg whipping people and kicking people.
6: And Fran McCaffrey is the guy because of his reactions in his face, you know, and that that and and for a long time that fed into it. I don't I don't mind it as much. I think you you know again these are unreasonable thoughts what and if Fran McCaffrey
1: you and Fran were at a bar and he bumped into you and you were like oh and he was like what are you gonna do about it would that be like the the greatest day of your life yeah you just punch him
6: in the face right that's what I'm saying <laughs> like oh I'm sorry what are you gonna do about it couch but if he said oh sorry you want to have a beer I'd be like yeah yeah I bet you we'd be too cool I bet we would I bet I'd enjoy his company
1: right and that's what you look for in the coaches could I have a beer with this guy and that's when you start trickling down to the players and go, ah, I hate this team. I think it's the pace of play and the way they want to win games really drives me nuts sometimes. We're talking and, about know, Iowa or Wisconsin. But any, any team, I'm talking different. about any team that I've hated over okay. in the past, yeah. regardless of gambling. It's just kind of, are you just trying to win a game? If you could play four corners, they would, that kind of thing. I hate that style
6: of hoops. And part of the reason that this is going to get interesting too is I, I wonder, and we had this conversation a little bit yesterday Like Michigan State, and Michigan's obviously a team Michigan State fans don't want to root for and vice versa. Sure. And Ohio State plays into that for Michigan fans. And there are lots of different rivals people don't like for different reasons. And we were talking about how Michigan State fans may need to root for, if they want the outright Big Ten title, they may need to root for Michigan against Maryland and how difficult that will be. But Michigan really can't win anything by beating Maryland. So I don't think there's any threat there. It's not like they're joining it like they would have last year. The other thing will be interesting, though is if Wisconsin has already clinched a share, if Wisconsin wins at Indiana on Saturday and it's going to be a share of the title anyway, do you just go ahead and root for Maryland? Because in that case, what? what who cares if it's a two-way or three-way? It's a, a Big Ten championship. Nobody ever deciphers it. Um, so I, I, I don't know. We're going to get into this discussion a little bit later, and we're going to go through some of your answers and some good stuff. A lot of Iowa and Wisconsin out there, but why you unreasonably hate teams. If you're listening now, you got you got some time. If you're listening live, to to get that in and just and the more unreasonable the answer, the better. Like if you just, um, I guess sometimes that makes you look like an ass on Twitter, but don't be afraid of that. That's the whole point. Of Ask Graham questions.
1: first. Tweet at him saying, "Is this an ass thing to do?" Just don't quote on Twitter. Twitter.
6: Don't quote tweet the question. Reply. Come on. Quote tweet Thursday. Let's do this. do <laughs> will we'll start calling Thursday. Yeah. All right. Let's say. Uh, let's take a break. We come back. Brendan Quinn from the Athletic. We're gonna talk some MSU hoops. Big Ten hoops. in the roof.
1: Where else can you cheer on your team? Enjoy a mouth-watering burger or savory sushi. Sip on handcrafted cocktails or one of 46 beers on tap. Take your game day or date night to Caskin Company Kitchen Bar or Front 43 Neighborhood Pub near Frandor. Two amazing places with one awesome blended modern American-Asian menu. Catch the game on one of 30 60-inch TVs or stop in for the all-you-can-eat lunch buffet. Enjoy happy hour or elevate your night out at Caskin Company or Front 43 on East Saginaw in Lansing.
7: Beat the summer heat and the winter cold with a new carrier high-efficiency comfort system installed by Doty Mechanical. Doty Mechanical is your preferred carrier factory-authorized dealer, installing and servicing carrier products in mid-Michigan for over 30 years. With Carrier Cool Cash and utility rebates, save money and energy at the same time.
0: Call Doty Mechanical today at 327-7777 for your free estimate. For heating and cooling, the names to know, Doty Mechanical and Carrier. Turn to the experts.
3: This is Doug Warren with your Spotlight Point Spread update. Today in Grapefruit League action, the Detroit Tigers square off with the New York Yankees at 105 in Lakeland. The Yankees are minus 215. Tonight in college basketball, Michigan hosts Nebraska at Chrysler Center. The Wolverines are 17-point favorites. The total, 149 and a hook. Tip-off in that one, 730. Ohio State hosts Illinois. The Buckeyes are 5.5-point favorites. The total in that one is 132. Tip-off from Columbus, 7 o'clock. In NBA action, the Golden State Warriors return Steph Curry to the floor tonight against the Toronto Raptors in San Francisco. The Raptors are eight-point road favorites. The total, 225 and a hook. Tip-off in that one is 10-30. And in the NHL, Cody Tucker's Buffalo Sabres host the Pittsburgh Penguins. The Penguins are minus 180. The total goal, six. Face-off, 7 o'clock. And finally, the Chicago Blackhawks host Edmonton tonight in the Windy City. The Blackhawks are minus 110. The total goal, six and a half. Face-off from the United Center, 8-30. That's your spotlight point. Point spread update. I'm Doug Warren. You're listening to Couch in the Rube, a Spotlight production.
4: This is the Dart Development Business Brief. Vice President Mike Pence met with airline CEOs as coronavirus concerns continue to take a toll on the travel industry.
2: And our airlines have been exceptional partners with us. Uh, not only uh, the executives, but we also want to commend the crews that have been taking such good care of passengers.
4: Yesterday's meeting in Washington, D.C. comes as Delta, American, and United have made major cuts on international routes and halted service to China. The major carriers have resisted efforts to increase data collection on passengers potentially exposed to
5: the virus.
1: Hi, I'm Marcia Zimmerman, Marketing Manager for Dart Development, partnering with you to customize your business space in our premier properties. With unparalleled solutions, locations, and value, it's time to stand out from the competition be distinctive with Dart Development.
3: Gambling, booze, and lots of opinions. You're listening to Couch in the Room.
6: Graham Couch, Jason, Nick, Couch in the Rube. Our Thursday show presented by Casting Company, Kitchen and Bar, and Front 43 Neighborhood Pub, where Jason and I will be Sunday afternoon for a live show prior to Michigan State, Ohio State. Come join us about 2 o'clock, maybe a little before. Jason and I will be out there shaking hands, kissing babies, drinking beer. Well, Jason be drinking beer? Yeah. It's going to be the hardest keep thing. Keep your baby me. away. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'll kiss babies. Jason will drink Graham beer. Graham will do that. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Very pleased now to have Brendan Quinn from The Athletic with us, who just wrote a... Um, a piece that I read, hoping it was actual an actual how-to instructional guide, because I'd like to do this. It was how to be Xavier Tillman uh, at the Athletic Detroit, um, and uh, unfortunately, many of the the qualifications I don't, uh, I, I just can't do. So, uh, welcome to the program, man. Hey, man, thanks for having me. Absolutely, thanks for taking some time.
8: I think there maybe take some uh, um, different. Uh, just daily efforts in terms of, you know, just generally taking care of yourself, I think would be the first step before hey. then attempting to become uh, Xavier Tillman would be my advice on that one, Graham.
6: Hey, man, I was going to say it was <laughs> genetics that were hurting me, but okay. All right. <laughs> You know, so what if yeah. I had the Cheez-Its and the cookie on the plane yesterday? I mean, right. that's what happened.
8: That's so, right. I, I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna bring that up. But yeah,
6: I was, right. for, for the record, I was misquoted. I, I was offered both and accepted both. I didn't ask for both. But uh, anyway, that that is what it is. Uh, one one of the conversations before we get into some MSU hoops here, we've been we've been having is and put out as a Twitter question is about teams you just love to hate, like teams that grind your gears. Uh, mm-hmm. in, in the Big Ten or whatever, and it can be the most unreasonable reason for it. Uh, the way a guy looks, a coach, and I'm not going to make you pick a Big Ten team. You cover the Big Ten. That's not We're really tre-
8: treading into some bad territory if we Co- go into a uh,
6: Big Ten. <laughs> Correct. Which team do you cover? Do you really hate, Brennan? No, uh, I'm just wondering. In, in, in your life, as a kid or as an adult, like any sports team that you have just is just completely gotten under your skin. Every time you look at them, you you, you dislike them throughout time.
8: Uh, the obvious answer is the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, loathsome, just a loathsome organization, loathsome fan base, bunch of front runners. Uh, you know, the whole America's team thing is just complete trash. And, uh, you know, there there is nothing better than a December Sunday when the Philadelphia Eagles beat the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> it's just, there's just nothing better. And I get on the group text, everyone back home. We all just have this general just uh, sickness about that team. And that just the logo. Like I see, I'm a pretty reasonable person when it comes to this stuff. If I'm driving down the street and see someone in a Cowboys jacket, I'm like, that guy's probably an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can say that on the air, but whatever. Oh, you can say
6: we, we, we can say whatever the fuck we want here. It's, it's pretty much, it's, go. it's, 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 go. it's good. it's good. go. I appreciate that. Um, so that's what you think about Indiana basketball, right? That's no, I'm kidding. Uh, uh, so, uh, the I want to talk some, some Michigan State and Big Ten hoops a little bit here. This this is a um, a Big Ten race that that I didn't think Michigan State was going to be involved in here at the end, mm-hmm. but I, I think more significant than that is we are seeing elements of a team that might be able to do something beyond the Big Ten, uh, and, and I'm wondering yours faith in them and 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 their ability to make a run in march how has it changed after watching second half iowa maryland penn state
8: yeah i mean i think it's definitely changed and it's because i I, i'm at the point where i'm i'm pretty convinced you know they don't need miraculous efforts from cassius winston to you know get through a game against a legitimate ncaa tournament team um there are other pieces emerging um you know what rocket Watts is doing right now, obviously changes the dynamic. He always kind of held the ceiling of this team in his hands a little bit, right? The two questions were, uh, you know, beyond the four uh, position, the two questions were always, you know, okay. is, Is Cassius Winston going to, um, return to the levels seen last March and is rocket Watts going to become a dude, like a certified dude. And that's what, that's what he is right now. So, um, they're playing great. They look great. Um, Malik Hall's emergency, obviously. I, I would like to think what he did at Maryland has changed the dynamics of the constant rotation changes and different starting lineups every damn game basically for a month. Um, I think that's all settled. And, I mean, we asked Izzo about it multiple times. You know, at what point do you you have to say this is what it is? And go forward. And I think, you know, Hull having that game at Maryland cemented that and uh, Tillman's probably the most valuable player value being the the word, the keyword, not best valuable player in the big 10. Um, and yeah, I, uh, a month ago, I, I thought that Michigan state was still a really good team that was losing games and that the numbers always agreed. Um, but at some point you had to see them actually start to win games in the last five minutes. Now you're seeing it. So yeah. I think they have a. I think they certainly have what it takes for a three-weekend run. The,
6: the two guys you talked about there, and, and beyond Cassius Winston, but Malik Hall and, and Rocket Watts, I think are, are important here. I, like Hall doesn't always have to look like he did at, at Maryland, but I, I agree there. Mm-hmm. You, you start to settle down with what you're going to be at that position, and then I mean he's a guy who doesn't force things. I, I thought he played okay at, at Penn State, and but he has a little bit potentially of an edge to him. Same with Rocket Watts. There is a there is an element that this team doesn't have. A a guy like Aaron Henry does not play with you know he does not generally play with an edge. It's not part of his DNA. Mm -hmm. And and, uh, Cassius Winston, we're seeing that a little bit, but not always this year. Uh, Those two guys, and I am wondering, are you to the point with those two guys? Because I am getting there with Rocket Watts, especially his ability to, like, that six points in 60 seconds flurry at the beginning against Penn State, you can sort of count on him at some point to have that moment in the game. Uh, Where are you with those two guys in in your trust? Because I think Michigan State needs them, and they need their
8: edge, and they need what they provide. Yeah, well, well, I would start outside of scoring, right, because scoring's a variable. Um, But the the defense, both guys get it. Obviously, Rockets always been ahead of Malik Hall in that area. But like, I think the coaches generally trust Malik Hall defensively right now. There's a reason he plays late-game minutes. Um, I think they trust him there. Rocket defensively, even if he does go three for 14 in a game, at least the 33 minutes he gives you is going to be the best on-the-ball guard defense that you can basically get. So, um, you know, if you watch him, his, everything he does, I was watching clips yesterday, the, the, his footwork defensively, his ability to, to to dig on guys, his ability, if you, you watch the amount of times that guys dribble away from the basket when he is defending them, it's incredible. So, um, you know, start with defense. And Malik Hall, you know, he's making changes and he's making differences in rebounding. So that gets him minutes. So it gets him reliable time on the floor. And then scoring-wise, yeah, you know, it's – They are contributing. They are legitimate contributors. It it seems, you know. I mean, Billy Hall. It's still, you know, rather enigmatic when it's his two best games are the two best wins that they have all year. You know, probably not a coincidence. So, how replicable is that? Who knows? But um, I think they like him out there. I think he knows what he's doing. I think he sets good screens. Um, So, yeah, that's. I, I always kind of fundamentally disagreed when Izzo would say over and over again this year, like we're going to be as good as our best players are the implication being you know Xavier and Cassius have to play great and then the team can be great I I think you know they're them being very good you can still win games if other guys are around them and that was proven last year um you know last last year's Michigan State team the difference between that being a Sweet 16 team and a Final Four team was probably Matt McQuaid and Kenny Goins as much as it was Cassius Winston and Xavier Tillman. So, you know, those were the guys. They beat Duke because of Kenny Goins, right? You need other guys who can do things. So um, that was always the ceiling for this team to me. Um, and now that you have Cash, just kind of playing and, and figuring some things out, uh, all those other pieces kind of fall into place around him, that was the number one team in the country in the preseason. That's what we all thought.
6: Uh, beyond being unhelpful and, and replicating it, I actually enjoyed the, the, the how to be Xavier Tillman piece and, and the conversation you had with him and you've had with some guys over time because the the level he's playing at is, you know, it defense is sort of one of those things. It's one of the reasons he wasn't for the National Defensive Player of the Year Award. He wasn't a finalist because defense is sort of like being an offensive lineman in football. It's hard to see. Usually it's reputation. You get it the next year. You know, it's that sort of – it's a hard – Hard award, but it's becoming more and more obvious. I think any to anybody exactly what he provides, and when you see the Luca Garza, Jalen Smith, uh, and Lamar Stevens performances back to back to back, and and what he does to those guys, uh, the the level he's playing at defensively. I mean, this is even for him. Uh, does this feel like this is a, a guy in it, like last year was sort of Cassius's moment, taking a team down the stretch? This feels like for. Xavier, this is his moment, right? This is the, the yeah. level he this is his moment in college basketball.
8: Yeah, and, and you even saw it when his scoring at, at Penn State. Um, yeah. and it's just the fact, I mean, when you rattle off those three names and you know, I, this is one of the things I talked to him about, you know, to go from Garza, the best low post scorer in the country, to Jalen Smith, the best stretch five in the Big Ten, to Lamar Stevens, a downhill four who can front up and play with his back to the basket. Those are three completely different defensive matchups, and he was just as effective on all three while needing no help um, you know they don 't have to cheat uh, and send an extra defender they don 't have to um double they don't have to do those things it's just like the ability to just let him handle the players like that is incredible it makes such a ridiculous difference and it's really the reason that i i mean I think the last time I checked um Michigan State had the, still has the number one efficiency defense um, or defensive efficiency rating in the Big Ten in in conference only games. They're at like uh, I think point nine five, so you know, it, it's really easy when you get to just shut down other teams' best players with one guy. Uh, this is it is his moment because they're putting everything on him. Um, there's a reason Tom Izzo had a hour long film session just with Xavier Tillman the night before the game. Um, that's kind of what's being put on his, his shoulders. And I, I've even wondered a little bit um, if it being Xavier, Xavier's moment makes it a little easier um, for Cassius to play with everything else that's going on in his life. Um, I thought your story with Kyle Arnes and some of the comments that, that he made and kind of taking on a leadership role, you know, that coupled with Xavier does seem to ease or potentially ease some of the load that's kind of expected on Cassius, oh, deal with everything in your personal life and also be the best player on the team and also be the leader and also be the biggest voice. Like, you just can't do all those things. If he can just focus on being the point guard, that's probably uh, the best case scenario for Michigan State right now to finish out this year.
6: And the other, when, another stat is when Tillman left the court for two minutes, they went from 12-11 down to 25-13. That happens every single time. Yeah. Every I'm, time. Yeah,
8: he yeah. can't leave the fort. No. And, and this... like, you know, that's the special sauce for the the NCAA tournament is any coach that's worth a damn is going to figure out a way to get two fouls on him in the first eight minutes of a game.
6: And, and it's why they didn't put him on Garza at the beginning of the, the game right. against Iowa because they, they were fearful of that. And it's why they can't win the Big Ten tournament because you cannot play that man 40 minutes or 38 I mean, he... minutes, three straight games, and then go into uh, – to me, that that's just ludicrous. It's why you have to accept whatever your fate is and go in with a load management plan. I, I don't – I just uh, – I, I don't know. It's, to me, it it would be insane to, to really go all in with the NCAA tournament still out there. Uh, uh, yeah, on, and on some... I
8: think that last year—I mean, last year was a great example of it. That that those lessons have to have been learned from from last year. You know, the, the probably the worst case, that like, worst thing that could have happened to that team was having to play Michigan again. Yeah, in the Big Ten championship because you have to care. Yes, you have to go all out to win that game. So that's right, right, right now. Know, and what ends up happening? Kyle Lawrence gets hurt. Right. Yep. And they needed him desperately against Texas Tech.
6: And you don't want that. Like when you, what seed do you want to be? I, I look at the seeding right now, and, and right now I think Michigan would be on the eight nine line, but that could change, uh, you know. And, mm-hmm. and Michigan State it would be on the two or three, whatever two line. But if Michigan State, what, what you don't want to do if you're Michigan State is play a quarterfinal against Michigan, because again, then right. you then you're you have to be invested in in, in the mm-hmm. moment. And um, I mean, I thought Cassius Winston tried to tried to get out last year, and Foster Lawyer wouldn't let him and hit all those, <laughs> <You're> <laughs> hit all those right. shots. And I mean, I, I'll still right. remember Izzo yelling at Cassius and saying, do you even want to play today? And Cassius yeah. went and sat down for a minute and then decided, hell, I'll go in there, and then and he played. And then, and then Wisconsin wasn't good enough the next day to do anything, and then it was Michigan, so you had to win it. And that was – was, yeah, it was that scenario. Um, I, when you look at uh, – I want to ask you about Michigan here a little bit. They were so good for a minute, and then mm-hmm. – if lost that sort of peak and and what was great about them when they were really surging is all the evidence was when when they were fully healthy when Isaiah Livers was part of it they were just this this team and I know they lost Eli Brooks and that affected them greatly Mm -hmm. probably against Wisconsin I'm wondering is there any concern for them that they are that they have lost a little something that, that they can't get back
8: uh, I don't know. Part of it is you know what is Isaiah Livers right now. He did not look good the last two games, and that's I'm just talking running, jumping, moving. He didn't he didn't look that that good. And the the last injury, if you remember, it went a groin injury, then a hip flexor, then a high ankle. So I mean, this guy is he's beaten up pretty good, yeah. um, and that high ankle deal, you know, that doesn't just go away. So he has looked a little, um, maybe just half a step slower. And uh, so, you know, what is that at play? The other thing is the matchups, right? You play Wisconsin without Eli Brooks. Demetrius Trice is just making shots all over the place. What do you do with that? I don't, I didn't take too much weight out of that game. The Ohio State game, Eli Brooks is back wearing a mask. I think you wanted to see them maybe finish that game a little bit stronger. It was tied with six minutes left. Um so what do you take of that, right? you got the Western boys right. banking in yep. threes, like, okay, are you going to take – what do you take away from that? And this isn't excuse-making, it's reality. Like, how much different is this team than the one that beat uh, Indiana, Rutgers, Purdue, back-to-back, including two of those games on the road, and everyone said, oh, you know, it's pretty, pretty good. Um, I don't know. I have no idea what to make of Michigan – because if you look at it, basically since early December, they've only beaten one legit, and when I say legit, I mean you know eight seed or above in the NCAA tournament. They've beaten one NCAA tournament team since early December. It's Michigan State at home. All of their wins in the league, or it's Purdue twice, Northwestern, Nebraska, Rutgers twice indiana um i'm probably missing one or two in there but the point remains like th- this hasn't been wins over maryland and wisconsin and ohio state and illinois it, it it isn't that so how good are they i have no idea the numbers like them but or the computers like them but i have no idea
6: okay two questions uh to get you out of here i appreciate all your time um yeah. the uh if you had to guess how this all plays out uh, with the uh the, the four teams with with uh, all t- you know tied for the the Big 10 lead potentially what would you th- how do you think it will shake out if you had to if you had to bet it and come up with all the scenarios that 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 land
8: uh well the the problem is, what do I want versus what? I, think is going to I I want to see Michigan State on the one line and Michigan on the eight or nine line. And what's uh, good for you, get, right? Yeah, get get get, get midday tip offs and and right. a p- possible rematch between the two. That would be ideal. Um, what do I think is going to happen? I don't know because Wisconsin's such a, a wild card uh, in this whole thing in this game at Indiana. Yeah. It's a huge game for Indiana, but do you trust Indiana to beat Wisconsin? I, do I don't not. care that it's at Assembly Hall. Right? That's a really that's a hard deal. Um, and when I look at this game tonight between Illinois and Ohio State, like, quietly, what a great game that is. Both teams coming in on, on winning streaks. Both teams playing hot. Um, and a lot on the line for Illinois. Uh, end of the day, you know, the law, the percentages, percentage chances you see uh the, the chart that Kevin Palga tweeted yeah, out today. Yep,
6: yep.
8: Yeah. Extremely helpful. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's it certainly looked like the scenario of, of Michigan State finds a way uh to get that top spot, but um I don't know.
6: Yeah, it's gonna it's, it's gonna it, it it's 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 hard to, I mean yeah, it, it's just hard to, because again, Illinois probably shouldn't win at Ohio State, right? Although, you know, look at the way they've been on the road and Wisconsin, I yeah, I just whatever. And uh it it's in Maryland, I, I don't even know where their heads are. You know, I don't know what's mm-hmm. going on. So yeah, it, it, and it wouldn't stun me if Michigan went there and won. Yeah, the way the way Maryland's played, it would surprise me a little bit, but it wouldn't stun me. Um, last thing: how many teams of this group do you think can be playing in the second weekend? Of the, have the capability to be playing without some freaky upset, like second weekend NCAA tournament? Because to me, it feels like. We're going to find out a lot about this league that the numbers have loved for a while or certain numbers have loved. And and I have a sense that there are six or seven teams that really are capable of being there. How many teams would you say are capable of being legitimately Sweet 16, Final Eight teams?
8: Uh, I will say Michigan State, Ohio State, Wisconsin, Michigan... um, Do you put Maryland and Penn State in that group? I, I, I take I think i take Illinois and Maryland and uh yeah, Penn State's capable. So yeah. that's 7. Yeah, like, I I would do a like Penn State Iowa hybrid and I just take <laughs> like I like I'll give both of them a half a point uh which adds up to so one more so that's 7. Um yeah, I I I really struggle with um with Penn State. Because uh, Lamar Stevens just does not look good right now. Yeah. And they were better with him off the court in the game against Michigan State. And that's pretty jarring because they're not, not going to play him. So, um, and they're not they're, not going to go anywhere if he's not playing teams, well. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. And, and, and what happens when these teams get out of the league it remains also curious. Um, because some of these bigs, you know, all these guys are just beating the hell out of each other all year. You know, they're going to go and play some bigs from other. Schools, and it's going to probably feel like a, a Saturday rec league game in some instances, right? When you've been banging um, with Oturu, Jalen Smith, Garza, Taski, Tillman. I mean, it's just crazy. So um, I was actually supposed to talk to uh, Ryan Young from Northwestern tomorrow for a story. Just <laughs> ask him what, that's been like. what, it was, what it was like to play uh, in the league this year. You know, this guy, he turned down offers from Princeton, Columbia, and Richmond to go to Northwestern. So technically he probably should have been playing in like the A-10 or the Ivy or the Patriot League where he would be 6'10 just crushing dudes. And instead in this league, I mean, he's just been pounded for, for two and a half months. So uh, That's a great yeah. interview idea. That's a great That's a great idea.
6: <laughs> well, I look forward to reading that. You can read all of Brendan's work at The Athletic Detroit and, of course, follow him on Twitter at BFQuinn. Brendan, I'll talk to you soon, man. Thanks, Rim. We'll be right back. Couch in the room.
3: This is Doug Warren with your Spotlight Sports Update. Golden State Warriors star Steph Curry will return to the hardwood tonight against the Raptors in San Francisco. Curry has not played since October due to a broken hand. The two-time MVP will have a much different team surrounding him after advancing to the NBA Finals each of the last five seasons. Golden State has the NBA's worst record at 14-48. and 48. In NFL news, the Carolina Panthers and the LA Chargers are swapping Pro Bowl offensive linemen. Carolina is sending guard Trey Turner to the Chargers in exchange for tackle Russell Okun. And the coronavirus is now affecting college basketball in the United States. Chicago State will not play seattle university tonight or utah valley on saturday due to concerns about the virus the chicago state women are slated to host seattle and utah valley this week but are declining to play the university of missouri kansas city also says it will not travel saturday for its game against seattle the state of washington's death toll from the coronavirus climbed to 10 on wednesday and at least eight of those deaths have been tied to life care center in kirkland washington where 50 more residents and staff members were showing signs of infection that's your spotlight sports update i'm doug warren
4: NBC News Radio, I'm Philip Nash. Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren is suspending her presidential campaign. NBC's Ali Vitale with the latest.
3: This comes after a few days of deliberation. We knew yesterday that the senator was reassessing her campaign after a pretty rough night on Super Tuesday. That's a night that her campaign had really pushed forward to as a big part of their strategy.
4: The Democrat is not finished above third place in any of the states to vote so far. Stocks are falling on Wall Street amid fears over the coronavirus. In early trading, the Dow Jones Industrial Average fell more than 800 points at times and is more than 600 points lower now. The Nasdaq is down about 140 points, while the S&P 500 is trading around 60 points lower. And Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell believes Senator Chuck Schumer's comments towards two Supreme Court justices were a threat. McConnell accused Schumer of trying to bully the independent judiciary. Philip Nash, NBC News
1: Radio. Come enjoy irresistible, award-winning, handcrafted donuts and locally roasted coffee at Groovy Donuts. Surprise your family or co-workers with special holiday designs and flavors, or put the perfect finishing touch on an event with a custom order. Birthdays, weddings, gender reveals, our friends at Groovy Donuts are your answer. Experience the Groovy Donuts difference for yourself on Lake Lansing Road in East Lansing or in Williamston. Get more information or place an order at GroovyDonuts.com.
3: You're listening to Couch in the Room. Fourty on already on the TV. Spotlight Network.com.
6: Graham Couch, Jason Nick, Couch of the Rube, our Thursday show, presented by Cask and Company Kitchen and Bar and Front 43 Neighborhood Pub on East Saginaw Lansing. Hope to see you there on Sunday afternoon. We'll be hanging out about 2 o'clock, maybe a little after that, 2 two thirty. Get the show going. We'll go an hour or however long it feels like it's flowing. we got some good Twitter questions. I think at least one so far, but some others we're going to put out there Saturday. to Incorporate in the show. Maybe incorporate the audience a little bit. Um, we'll see how that works. And um, look forward to meeting you guys. And, and some of we, you we know already. And, and look forward to hanging out and uh I don't know. It's one of my favorite things about this show is interacting with um, the people who listen and who really make the show. So,
1: and worst case scenario, if it's just awful, we scrap it. I mean, it's not live, right? I don't know. If we're gonna
6: we're we gonna do it live, or well, we're getting paid to do it, so we probably should not scrap it.
1: Well, yeah, the podcast. But-
6: I, I see. Yeah. I see. Oh, oh scrap the whole thing. Scrap.
1: Yeah. If it's just completely, we try to incorporate the audience, and everything goes crazy, just turns into a mosh pit. You Just go. Eh, we'll just save that for a special.
6: Yeah, I I, <laughs> I did get nervous it. that my uh, my wife. Put interested on the you know because there's like a Facebook thing going around where you can going interested whatever yeah. she's she she liked it and put interested sure she can't be there why not no way the whole show is predicated on her never listening because you don't want to see you don't want her to see what you eat before a game or just just our whole conversation the whole thing is like I I live a lie and to have her see my truth <laughs> was just this show I would live be awful lie. I mean it would be awful. Uh, <laughs> No, no, she's actually going to be, I think, in Kalamazoo Sunday, where where I used to live, by the way, and where she grew up. Um, that's not where we met, though. Uh, and uh, is she going to take the Graham Couch tour of Kalamazoo? No, she. I mean, she grew up there, I know. so she, she's she's going to go see a friend, mm. and so she will not be there, which I feel I feel good about. That's appreciate nice. appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. And anyway, the support. Um, good conversation there with with Quinn. He, um, he hates the the Cowboys, right? That's his most hated team. Most hated team. Yeah, yeah. I'd have to
1: say it's got to be the Yankees, right? for you Oh, the for me if i had to say non gambling aside for all, all the four sports the major it's for me it's been the yankees the arizona world series in what 01 was a, one of the best highlight most
6: the greatest highlight of my life man watching that with a buddy there was a period where my hate was basically like i was a broncos fan as a kid in the late 80s early 90s so they would get to the super bowl every year and just get pummeled right so like i yeah. hated i hated montana I hated, you know, uh the Redskins and the Giants, all the teams that just beat the crap out of them. I hated the Lakers. I did hate the
1: Lakers, yeah, early 2000s, especially when the Kings blew that, the Portland blew what, a 15-point lead in the fourth. I hate teams that get everything handed to <laughs> And you them. know why that was? It's because I worked with a guy that was a gigantic Lakers fan, like Quinn mentioned, a lot of the fair-weather fans. It's hard if you if you Meet someone. We meet someone Sunday at Front Forty Three. They're like, "Oh, I'm, I'm a, a lifelong Cowboys fan." You and I were both going to be like, yeah, "Are you? You grew up right? here, and that yeah." Well, you can be Rico and you're a Forty ers fan because you like Jerry Rice when you
6: were, you know, seventeen years old.
1: Okay, all right. You know, and so I, here's I guess. what, I,
6: and here's what I don't like about Rico's Forty ers fandom is that, and I get that there's a certain age, and and for Rico who's about ten years older than me. Mm-hmm. Jerry Rice, like peak Jerry Rice, would have been like when he was fifteen years old. Sure, so I get that sort of that's how it happens. So I I don't I, I don't question it, it being genuine because that's how that's when fandom really really happens. But I, I do think it's it, it it I don't like when it winds up being a front runner thing. Like one of the things about and, and the Broncos were in some degree, but what it gives my Broncos fandom credibility as a kid. and I'm not a fan anymore. Is a it left when I became an adult, and b it was. I became a fan probably because I was looking for something because the Lions sucked. Mm-hmm. This was pre-Barry Sanders when I became a fan. Gary James and James Jones as their running backs. Bobby Lane, not that not, not, not Doug no. Warren era, but the the um, <laughs> but nonetheless, and I loved Elway. I loved the way he looked. I loved the pigeon-toed walk. He, you know, same with Agassi and Jalen Rose. I love that look, and I love the arm and. But then they would get pummeled in these Super Bowls, and I still loved them. Like was still, I was now with them in the foxhole trying to get this thing done. And the last time I was really a diehard fan was in the late '90s when they won those two Super Bowls. And then I thought it would continue, and Bubby Brister took over, and I tried to care for a year, and I just turned out I didn't. And that was, it turned out I was an Elway fan. Turned out I was becoming an adult. And uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. But what I mean and thoughts is, and prayers on getting to a Super Bowl and sticking
1: with that team. How noble of you. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yes. (laughs) Oh, yeah. They get blown out in those Super Bowls, but I stuck with them. I was a Lions fan, too. Sure. But when you're a kid, you can especially if one of your favorite teams never really makes the playoffs, I think you can latch on to another team, especially as a kid. If you're an adult, I'm, I don't know. Does it really matter? I guess in a, just if you're arguing a, a sports or you host a sports show, and then all of a sudden in 2019, 2020, you're a gigantic 49ers fan when I've worked here for three years and known Rico and never knew that he was a 49ers fan. Know was, I knew he was a 49ers fan. Okay. All right. He's well, like, maybe he's le- it's legit. It's okay. legit. All right. But it's, you know, and he just loves uh, shitting on the Lions too. So that's another part of it but
6: no i I, i'm i'm good with that And that'll be one of the things that michigan say basketball is and and we're going to get into this a little sunday is sort of the cassius winston where he falls on the beloved meter right and um and it's a good day to ask it on sunday i'm pretty uh, sure we're going to know the answer (laughs) senior day yeah but where but where he ranks for people but some of this becomes generational too like you start to get people we have listeners to this show who are 18 19 20 years old they they weren't a either not alive or do not remember uh mateen cleaves in that era and the initial rise and they don't they didn't really go through the, they have a different what's a bad season for michigan state basketball is on a different meter than what it was for people who are our age or older who remember nits and all sorts of other years in the fab five era and, and not michigan state not being included really and in, in, but if uh, you're 20 years old you can go
1: back to the mid uh 2010 teams right of and right. still have a favorite sure you know, maybe like an
6: app lane or something like that even if you're just because you're 20 i always try and equate stuff when i when i think of a young person now who doesn't remember something that i think god they should remember i'm like yeah but when, in the, in the, when i was in the 90s and people showed footage of bill walton playing for the blazers in the 70s i didn't give two shits so i was like that's old stuff man get that out of my face and, you know, like, I, you know so that I understand what a little dickhead Graham Couch was. <laughs> well, just, Get that out of my face. It just
1: seemed ages ago. Really? I loved watching that old stuff. That old hippie Bill Walden where he had the long hair and everything. After UCLA, he was happy just to grow his hair out. Kareem, old school Lou Alcindor, Pete Maravich. I oh, man, I was a junkie. I love all that old school stuff.
6: I'd like to say I did. I just didn't.
1: Get it out of my face. <laughs> that's how I sounded. Give me my John Elway magazine. <laughs> my teen beat.
6: <laughs> so here's my Sports Illustrated for kids. Let's do this. <laughs> oh, prepubescent
1: couch. Get it out of my face.
6: It's amazing. Kids go from Sports Illustrated for kids to uh, stealing their parents' SI swimsuit issues pretty quick. Absolutely. That's what Why Are they stuck together. It's called middle school, baby. Jesus. <laughs> it's like, what was the guy from the post office doing with this mag? <laughs> Jesus. It's like a brick. That's when you have that awkward moment when you come home from school and your mother's cleaned your room for you and you realize that in your sock drawer. Not that sock, Ma. <laughs> the, Ma, not that sock. I didn't mean the sock itself. I no. mean The drawer was had some <laughs> magazines, is what I meant. Oh. And they're missing. Like my mother and I never talked about it. The well, magazines just went missing, but we never had the conversation. That's a good thing. It is. Because how are you going to have that conversation? And it just sucks the rest of the day. You're like, she knows. See, my mom used to just goof on me. That was the best part. No, her sweet boy is not so sweet. You <laughs> <laughs> knows? Oh. It's a horrible place to be, man. Why
1: it's is horrible. there a hole in this cutout? What is happening here? <laughs> this is
6: weird. Keep it on my face. And then you get a P.O. box in downtown Lansing. That Take is care smart. That is the smartest thing you've ever Pre-9/11, done. Pre-9-11, man. Pre-9-11 being a teenager. Yep. Like, you didn't have access to all the stuff you do online now. But nobody questioned you about anything. No. And you could have all sorts of aliases, and you'd have to show ID. Like Alex Sims. Like Alex Sims. Alex or Smith. Was,
1: yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. I remember. I forget that. PO. Do people still do the P.O. Box? I don't
6: know. It was at this one downtown Lansing, right? Not, not far from It's It was like a block from here. Yeah, it's that way, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that way people could really see it. <laughs> <laughs> On the That camera. way. That way. Uh, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. You, see, you know, uh, Todd Peterson. And um, I forget the Todd Peterson. third guy. He was one of my oh, aliases. Oh, that was your guy? Ron my alias. Mexico? My alias. He had a lot of subscriptions. BMG, Columbia House, CD programs, and Playboy. And it was like, like a... Christmas when you'd show up. Oh, man. I'd ride my bike down when I was like 15, 16, maybe drive the family How did Playboy do get...
1: that back in the day? Did you? How did you show your proof of age? I don't think you had to do much. Pre-9-11, right? you could do anything, man. Ah, oh, good old days. I
6: don't remember ever.
1: I told crushing. you that story when I went to San Diego by myself. My mother and my aunt took me to Metro and the back in the pre-9-11 you could walk you know with someone to the gate and my aunt i was 14 and she bought me a playboy from the yeah and i you, you walk, it flip, was right on the oh plane. dude i couldn't wait i couldn't wait i was like you know what all right i'm gonna stay stay strong stay strong <laughs> i had the whole road to myself dude hour into that flight right in the backpack yeah i just heard an old lady go oh my goodness <laughs> I,
6: it's that not- Every once in a while, I'll be watching a movie on a plane now, and there's a scene that's just a slightly sexual scene. And you're like, good God, how is this available on a plane? You're looking around, you know, it's clearly, you know, everybody can see.
1: And you grab a blanket.
6: Come on, man. Shh, don't look. (laughs) This is my time. (laughs) Love Delta. All right, when we come back, we're going to dig into the teams you hate for whatever unreasonable reason, the Big Ten basketball teams that drive you nuts, you just can't root for. Mm-hmm. We'll do that. Plus, we're going to have Harry Gagnon on. We're going to go through the games, the lines you should bet this weekend. We'll do that after the after the break. Couch in the Room.
0: Hey, Matt Rhodes, good to see you. I'm just uh, stopping by Dusty's Cellar here to look at the top shelf wines, and I see 100 wines, all of them, for $9.99 each. What's going on? That's right, Michael. We've taken the top shelf that usually runs 12 to $15 and discounted on all 100 wines down to $9.99 for the rest of the month. So, math is not my thing, but I think what you're saying is I can make my own 6 for 60, choosing myself from over 100 wines? That's right, you can. Red, white, rosé, sparkling, dry, sweet. No matter your taste, we have wines that you'll enjoy. I always like being surprised by the 6 for 60 collection, but this looks fun. And do you still have the 6 for 60 while this sale is on? Yep, the 6 for 60 are all bagged up, ready to go, all red, all white, or a mix. And the 100 wines at nine ninety nine. Well, count me in. I might do both, though. Make my own collection and also get the pre-selected 6 for 60, and then I'm going to go into the wine bar for a glass and see who I might run into. Sounds good. Let me know how you enjoy your wine, Michael. Join me and join the club, Dusty Cellar, on Grand River in Okemos or online at DustyCellar.com. Politics, business, sports. This is the Spotlight Radio Network. SpotlightRadioNetwork.com.
4: NBC News Radio, I'm Philip Nash. Sell, sell, sell. That's the theme of the day on Wall Street as the Dow Jones Industrial Average fell by more than 900 points during midday trading. The NASDAQ was down more than 2.5%, while the S&P 500 was down more than 3%. Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren is suspending her presidential campaign. Massachusetts Congressman Seth Moulton reacted to her decision.
7: One thing that we hear across the country from literally every Democrat is we've got to get together to unify to beat Donald Trump.
4: The Massachusetts Senator said one of the hardest aspects of her decision was all the little girls who dream of seeing a woman becoming president. Senator Chuck Schumer is expressing regret for his comments yesterday in front of the Supreme Court. Schumer said he shouldn't have used the words he did. The New York Democrat warned Supreme Court Justices Neil Gorsuch and Brett Kavanaugh that they would pay the price if the court rules to restrict abortion rights. President Trump is claiming that the latest mortality rate for the coronavirus was a false number. Mike Bauer reports.
5: During an interview on Fox News' Hannity, the president addressed his hunch.
7: Well, I think the 3.4 percent is really a false number. now. And this is just my hunch.
5: Trump's hunch is contradicting what the World Health Organization claims as the mortality rate of coronavirus patients. Trump hunches that COVID-19 has a much lower death rate. He says his hunch comes after having a lot of conversations with a lot of people, and then hunching. I think the number. Personally, I would say the number is way under one percent.
4: Fewer Americans are filing for unemployment claims, according to the Labor Department. Two hundred and sixteen thousand workers filed first-time jobless claims last week. That's a decrease of 3,000 from the previous week, with that week's total unchanged. And Ultra Music Festival in Miami is being postponed indefinitely due to the COVID-19 coronavirus outbreak. You're listening to the latest on NBC News Radio.
2: There's a triple-double alert just about every time Luka Doncic takes the court. And he did it again last night. 30 points, 17 rebounds, and 10 assists. He sets the Mavericks' triple-double record in a 127-123 overtime win over the Pelicans. He breaks the mark that had been held by Jason Kidd. Dallas coach Rick Carlisle on the intensity of this game. It was a uh, playoff-caliber game, really from start to finish. Close the whole way. Great crowd, national TV, back and forth, great plays both ways. Um, great experience for our guys. 29 for Yada Santana Cupo as the Bucks beat Indiana, 119 to 100. Golden State says Steph Curry will make his return to the lineup tonight against the Raptors. He's missed 58 games since breaking his left hand in late October. A career high 31 for Aduka Azubuki as number one Kansas clinched at least a share of the Big 12 regular season title, 75 66 over TCU. Third ranked Dayton beat Rhode Island, 84 57. That's sports. Frank Arity, NBC News Radio. For Thursday, we're watching severe weather now across the southeast, southern Georgia, southeastern Alabama, and the Florida Panhandle down into central Florida. You want to keep an eye to the sky for severe thunderstorms, strong winds, heavy rain, some hail mixed in as well. That risk of showers will extend northward into the Carolinas and slightly to the west uh, through Mississippi. Those areas won't see as strong, but the real target zone will be uh, that's southern Georgia, southeastern Alabama, Florida Panhandle. That will last through the day today. That severe weather will be tapering off uh, later on this afternoon into this evening. A wintry mix across northern Michigan, Wisconsin, the Upper Peninsula as well, along that lakes region. That's where we're going to see temperatures in the 30s, so that mix of rain and snow, some sleet as well. The rest of the country is looking pretty good. Temperatures across the 50s and 60s across the Midwest, 72 in sunshine for Dallas, Texas. Across the west coast, you'll see 70s for Sacramento, 85 in sunny in phoenix new england you'll see 50 degrees and sunshine that's your national weather forecast george brown nbc news radio
3: this is Doug Warren with your Spotlight Sports Update. The number 25 Michigan Wolverines host Nebraska tonight at Chrysler Center. Michigan has dropped their last two games. Meanwhile, the Huskers are looking to snap a 14-game losing skid. Michigan is 18-11 overall and 9-9 in the Big Ten. They finished their regular season on the road against Maryland on Sunday. In tonight's action, Michigan is a 17-point favorite. The total 147 and a hook and tip-off is 630. The Detroit Pistons lost to Oklahoma City last night, 114-107 at Little Caesars Arena. Christian Wood scored a career-high 29 points. Brandon Knight had 18 and Jordan McRae added 15 in his Detroit debut. The Pistons wrap up a two-game home stand against the Utah Jazz on Saturday. McRae arrived from Detroit off of waivers. He was drafted in 2014 out of Tennessee by San Antonio and has also played with Phoenix, Cleveland, Washington, and Denver. He averaged 11.5 points, 3.3 rebounds, and 2.6 assists in 33 games with the Wizards and Nuggets this season. And in Grapefruit League action, the Tigers hit five home runs on their way to a 13-9 win over the Red Sox in Fort Myers. That's your Spotlight Sports Update. I'm Doug Warren. What do you get when you cross a know-it-all newspaper columnist with an awkward, unsophisticated everyman? Yeah, uh, well, I'm just not sure about that right now.
6: Well, well done. done. To to couch, couch and the room. Welcome to Couch in the Room, Graham Couch, Jason Nick, our Thursday show presented by Front 43 Neighborhood Bar and Cask and Company Kitchen and Grill, where Jason and I will be on Sunday, about 2 o'clock, the show going sometime before 2.30, and uh, we're just going to do a live podcast there, Some a little bit of interactive stuff, we're going to hang with you guys before and after, and um, hope to see you there. And if you like the show and you just want to hang out, or you're looking for a place to watch the game... Front 43 and Casking Company, as good as there is, and the game day specials, which include the time that our, our podcast is is going on, uh, great beer and burger specials, sushi specials. Check out the menu and, and the beers on tap. A really great selection. Uh, Front 43 is where we'll be. Casking Company is kind of adjacent right next door if you've never been there. Um, and uh, hope to see you there. So 2 o'clock, shows around 2.30, Graham Couch 2.45. Is that what we're going to say? When I when, show up? Yeah. I'll be there on time. I got nothing else going other than a basketball game in the morning. Okay. So unless I get hurt, <laughs> pull a hammy, pull a hammy, <laughs> catch the coronavirus, something like that.
1: Right, and there's really no. It's not like it's one of our regular show times, so we can kind of just go.
6: We can do. We can do, do as it we like an hour
1: podcast, If yeah. it goes more than that. It's fine.
6: Correct. It might go an hour, fifteen or so. And we'll I'll just it will go until keep the headset going through the, throughout the game. We'll just go until Peter's. Yeah, you call it live. Do it yeah. your will, team and voice. <laughs> Do, do, give us a little MSU.
1: Ah, he got it. There you go. Oh, my God.
6: It's incredible. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, I cannot wait. All right, so we asked a question today. Yeah. Um, because we love your feedback and these sort of things. Uh, is there a team in the Big Ten other than your direct rival that you find yourself loathing every year, no matter how unreasonably? So you know, again, if a team you don't like them because of the way they look, the way their coach yells, the colors. Uh, something they did to you way back when, when you were a kid, a gambling loss can be unreasonable. It's fine as a kid, a gambling and, loss. Well, if you were gambling as a kid, that's different. Yeah, I, those are supposed to be separate things. <laughs> gambling loss, comma as a kid, <laughs> you know, um, perhaps uh, it, it can just yeah, coach anything, whatever. And so. We look for, you know, and again, I didn't ask for specifics initially, so some people are just like, Wisconsin, 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 Iowa, Wisconsin, a number of Wisconsin here. There are also some good response, and so let's let's uh, let's dig into these a little bit. Yeah, MSU
1: devotee up first, uh, Wisconsin. They have the most annoying-looking white kids every single season that you just want to punch if you ever saw them, plus Brad Davison looks like an uglier version
6: of Bobby Hill. There you go. This is exactly what we're looking for right there. <laughs> poor, I can't. I mean, I, poor it, Bobby Hill.
1: Yeah uh adam away says nope i save uh all of my loathing for scum why because their followers are ass clowns fair enough uh <laughs> drunk b walton those <laughs> that's funny those dirty rotten badgers for sure couldn't stand bow and now davison and he says, Indiana, Archie Miller, has such a punchable face. That is true. I will say that, yes, yes. It's it's it, uh, it's used right. car salesman. No and offense to used car salesman out there. but No,
6: and, it, and having a punchable face doesn't mean you're a bad dude. Like Mike DeFabo, who used to work at the LSJ, my big joke with him is he had a very punchable face. Hmm. And we've talked about it. We joke about it. And, and great guy. Loved hanging with him. But I wanted to punch him in the face at least once a day. Really? Not, not even when I was mad What did he do it? to you? Doesn't no. something have to happen no. to have a punchable face? No, sometimes you just look at somebody's face and you want to hit them. Yeah. Like when I see
1: the pictures of like the back of my head, I'm like, how do people not punch me in the back right. of the head? I what? have a punchable head. I've nearly done it. I don't blame you because, I mean, you're not going to miss. You could pretty much close your eyes and swing.
6: You might break your hand.
1: But- you might. I got a, I got a hard <laughs> head. Uh, a melon there. <laughs> uh, but she said, Archie Miller has such a punchable face and his garbage team somehow managed to beat us, Gur. Derek, our Spartan, Wisconsin because of Bo Ryan's stupid face and because each time we play, it feels like it's one million to one foul discrepancy. I I had the same thing with Bo Ryan. Bo Ryan and Miller are the same kind of guy to me. Uh, Rutecki, Dexter Rutecki, IU because I haven't met many alumni that I care for and they kind of have the same syndrome that U of M football fans have, just not to the same degree. I think they can stick their chest out because they were upper tier
6: teams several decades ago. No, and there is, you know, there's a little bit of, I think being a coach at IU, you feel that too. I'm sure IU's coaches may feel the same, but to the point on Bo Ryan, what's interesting about my, the way I felt about Bo Ryan, it changed over time with him. I didn't like him early on. I began to appreciate and respect him. I think the quality of player he got toward the end when he had those teams with pros with, um, I mean, and not just the Devin Harris early on, those were pros but uh who are, the, who are all what's the uh Kaminsky Kaminsky yeah Kaminsky and the uh the, the white the, the, guy
1: white guy white guy
6: other white guy white guy Go, bouncy uh, bouncy white guy yeah bouncy forward guy uh brown
1: eyed white guy white guy blue eyed white guy <laughs> blonde white guy him. he's
6: still in the nba uh hold what? on oh white guy who
1: who got who got What's your Google search?
6: White guy, Wisconsin? White guy, Wisconsin. Nailed it. What do you know? Um, I will say Google has one fail. One fail often. Just where, you know, Vegas has no hoops. And Let's I always hear this. Man. Yes. If I type in Wisconsin 2015 basketball. White guy. Stats or roster. Yeah. I want the 2014-15 season. And Google gives it to you the 15-16. and. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, it's just one thing you think at this Thoughts point. Thoughts and prayers, man. Well, Google's supposed to be sort of intuitive, and and this case So put in 2014, not, 2015. I know. Then. I, I should have. I, That's I, on you. That's not Google's it's problem. It's on Google. It's on Google. How dare you. So, but, but if you go to that team with Sam Decker is the guy I was looking ah, for. Ah, Decker. Sam Decker, Ethan Happ, uh, you know, uh, 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 Travion Jackson was on that team. Uh, Bronson Kennig was a really nice player. White guy, but didn't play like a white guy. Like, those... Uh, that that At the end, I, I had a lot of respect. What about Ethan Happ? I wanted to punch him
1: just because his game bored me to tears. Okay. Right? Can you be punchable because of your game? Just kind of like, oh, dude, screw you and your f- never. Your footwork. Your negative <laughs> seven vertical leap. This is terrible. Uh, Sean Williams writes in Just Michigan with their dumb hair and Mighty Mouse's weird layups.
6: Okay. I could see that. But I could see if you really hate Michigan, like the way that Xavier Simpson plays would drive you insane.
1: And the hair. I get the hair, like Alfred Payton, what, two years ago? He had that, that hair that went over the, his forehead. I'm like
6: Yeah. We what are you doing? And Simpson has that, that that type of layup that would get you cut from a community college basketball team. Like can you shoot off, a normal wrong layup foot. Yeah, you can you shoot a normal layup. Now I'll say this though, and I, I've always respected guys. You, you learn what you can get off when you're that small, you learn what shots you can get off and make. And I've played against guys who even when they're playing against me, they take kind of funky like the way they protect the ball with their body and everything i'm like you played with a lot of really long athletic people in your life because you've clearly learned how to protect the ball and use your body to get a shot you Had off. your You shot blocked a couple of times yeah yeah, yeah. right yeah, absolutely uh kevin j Tufnell
1: writes in michigan state obnoxious fans and awful beat writers i
6: agree totally yeah i mean that's why i'm a columnist those guys are idiots you guys are going back and forth about your travels
1: yesterday. It's like, oh, that was a punchable face. <laughs> that was a punchable I face. I got moment. Cheese Its and so, Oreo cookies. So, like, so here's Jesus, the thing,
6: right, You want the Chris Solari food oh, from yesterday? Okay. That's the part I enjoy. Yeah. Solari's travels. <laughs> so Solari is <laughs> such a travel idiot. It's unbelievable. So yesterday we, uh, Kyle Austin flew out earlier, but Charbonneau, Brennan and I are all on this basically two o'clock flight out of state college that flies to Detroit. I've got a connection to Lansing. Those guys don't um but either way, even if the connection goes wrong, you you're, you take the flyer, you're close by. It's it's the it's a direct flight. State College of Detroit. Why would you take anything else? Right. Solari lives in Williamston, which is actually only about... It's under an hour from Williamston to... From his house to Metro Airport. It's 30 minutes from his house to the Lansing Airport. He really... Unless you're flying to D.C. or Minneapolis or Chicago where there's a direct flight, he should never be flying out of Lansing. But how does he not know this? That's my question. Right. Like so if
1: I were going to tag along with you guys for a game i could see that happening to me but he knows not only
6: travels all the time not only is he flying out of lansing but he's flying united through chicago so the rest of us are going through detroit and and he's on this flight they're supposed to leave at one we get there he's still there and he's like ah that doesn't look good they got the maintenance truck out there with the plane and anyway it got bumped till late at night and he was Probably gonna get stranded in Chicago. It's not like there are a million flights going out of state college and then out of Chicago into Lansing. And so he wound up running a car, drove home. Seven hours or whatever it is. and he was, luckily his mom lives along the way near Pittsburgh and he was able to hang out with her last night and you know, but he finished the drive today. I mean that's he just, so he drove. He drove. I've done that drive. It's not a horrible drive, but it's, it's a not. long drive if you're expecting to fly. Wow. And it's very Solari-like because he's trying to get United points or something. I don't know what he's trying okay. to do. I was wondering, is it, is it because he's hard-headed and doesn't want to just ask you he, guys what you guys are doing? All, yeah, yeah, I don't think he puts a lot of thought into what's going to be – you don't want – especially in the winter, you want to re- decrease the number of variables where things can go wrong. And too many segments on flights, flying through Chicago when you're dealing with small airports. Now, if you got all the time in the world, like I don't have a family or anything – and and I can get bumped, or there's something where I can get a, a voucher. I'm willing to do it. But he's got three small children, a wife, like waiting for him to get home. Aha! Uh-huh. And so maybe uh, he did He's a smart, smart one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is right. Seven
1: hours. It sounds a car like some by shit I selfie. do if I had three <laughs> yeah. kids too, honey. Unbelievable what happened. Yeah, I'm gonna have to drive through and visit all of my friends from my <laughs> college years. No, so I will see you next Wednesday. <laughs> uh jared spitzer says wisconsin in the bow era patrick grobel says rutgers alex james says wisconsin very annoying coaches and some dirty players over the years uh nathan joyce our guy whatever team doesn't cover and ruins my parlay i appreciate that i do
6: because he's right um because you do and i'm not saying you hate a team forever sometimes it happens enough like with gonzaga that it happened to you oh god yeah but sometimes it's just for that year. Like, it, it, you go through an offseason, and you might have a better experience with the team, and it changes. But sometimes for a year, you can be fully anti-somebody. And um, especially if you're watching the game and you see how they don't care about your parlay at the end, it just makes you more and more angry at them. How dare you not care about my parlay, Uh, Matt Pierce? Wisconsin
1: doesn't help. I live in the area, and every time I go to a game, the fans are terrible. Flopping, winning games—they shouldn't. Whiteness, Davison, slow pace, gasser—all
6: bother me so much. Wow, are the fans terrible there?
1: I don't. From your experience, I mean, I I
6: don't. don't, I I don't find them terrible. They're not as good as Nebraska. Like Nebraska's the nicest. They're the nicest people in the world. If you hate Nebraska, doesn't that, doesn't that weird you out? Like when I went to Alabama, I went to Tuscaloosa
1: to visit my cousin. And everywhere you went, they were just so nice. I was like looking for hidden cameras. That's because like, they don't feel
6: threatened by you. If you were, I, a, you know, that's the, that's the difference. I was wearing an Auburn shirt. A little different. It was
1: just kind of a weird vibe. Uh eight, sixteen boys reunion. Writes in, I suspect Iowa and Wisconsin both spend as much time practicing how to roll an opponent's ankle as they do the game of basketball itself. Plus, Fran is a petulant child on the sideline. So, so
6: he goes with Iowa. So dirty play. And who was the player a couple of years ago that used to poke people in the eyes? And they've had all sorts of. Guys would hit people on the um, the big man from Iowa. I forget, but AC Earl. No, it's not AC Earl. AC Earl is not a not a beautiful man either. But uh, hold on, hold on. Let me Google this. No, no, Adam Woodbury. You just, I just googled Iowa basketball player eye pokes, and uh, see here is where Google does that wrong.
1: When you put in random Iowa Wake. I can't believe you ripped on Google today. Come
6: on. (laughs) Saved my life a bunch of times. So, but yeah, and I agree. And if you are a semi or unathletic white dude, don't be the dirty player. Don't be it. I mean, just don't, or don't be somebody who can hurt somebody. Like, I, I, you know, it's one thing if you're tough minded and, like a Scott Skiles type, you can respect that. Absolutely. But if you're a cheap shot guy,
1: I don't respect that whatsoever. If you Not like talking all. some smack, I I love that kind. of – Like when Malik Hall was doing that against Iowa, I was like, oh hell yeah, I, I'm all about that. But if
6: you if you poke me in the eye, it's on. I mean, sorry, especially as a germaphobe, like, like that's how germs are. I, I, you are asking for a, a sickness. I will punch you in the face, yeah, like right there. And you will be deserved. And I will explain it to the official. And I will take my flagrant foul, but I want you to have two flagrant fouls, and I'll I'll, I'll appeal it till the day I die. Because if you poke somebody in the eye intentionally, you deserve to be punched in the face and probably curb stomped. Jesus. That's a little too far. Sorry. Too far. Too far. I just really. I mean, I can understand it because I have one good eye
1: left. So if you poke me in the yeah. left one, I'm i am blind as a bat. So I, I yeah. definitely fight. I, I like yeah. how you would
6: explain it to the ref first, though. <laughs>
1: <laughs> how does that happen?
6: Of what you're going to do? What I'm about to do is not going to go well for me.
1: Uh, Mark Clemens says, "You mean besides Michigan, I'd say Wisconsin for their plotting pace of play." I agree with Mark Matt. Indiana seems to be MSU's kryptonite every year. Uh, Michael Buchanan says, "Wisconsin, especially if they
6: broke after they broke our home winning streak a few years back." So here's the Wisconsin. Here's what's interesting: you hear that Indiana one about how the idea that you know it's because it, you're not having success there, and that happened. Like I, I think a lot of this Wisconsin stuff is rooted in an era where Michigan state lost uh, like a lot in a row at Wisconsin. They just couldn't win there. There was a, po- a period of time where Izzo was struggling to beat the Bo Ryan teams. And I think people got frustrated and, and you look at Wisconsin and they're not that athletically intimidating. And you're like, why is this happening? And so I think that's where a lot of that frustration begins. Uh, main Spartan fan says, Maryland Turgeon's nose,
1: Aaron Voss, Wisconsin, their subtle borderline cheap, hip checking and chest bumping defense living among the sanctimonious fan base which lacks perspective. Finally, the suspicion that for them, a player has to um, look a certain way to be in their program if you catch
6: my drift. White guy, Aaron, right? We get it. Yeah. No, I, I don't, I don't, I mean, they'll take, you know, they'll take a Nigel Hayes. But even Nigel Hayes was, in. Indo- I, I had a real problem with Nigel Hayes at the end because he, he lied to me or just blew off. I was trying to do a piece on Deonta Davis, the year that, I don't know, Deontay Davis was great against Hayes at Wisconsin. And Hayes had had, was just lighting him up against Javon Bess when Bess was trying to guard him. They put in the length of Deontay Davis, and he couldn't do anything. And so I, I asked him a question about how much that length changed what he could do. He's like, one for 11 once Davis was on him. And he blew it off. Like, "No, nah, it wasn't really. I just you know, come on, dude. Like, don't, don't. So you're mad at a kid for not wanting to talk about how he was shut down by yes. another guy? Okay. He was a senior. He was fine. He, at least have the analysis you know Tillman Xavier Tillman would have the analysis of yeah that was I mean that was difficult and this is the problem he presented I'm not asking something about your manhood Nigel Hayes just answer the fucking question I'm a grown-ass man
1: what's wrong with you <laughs> that's what people say I mean not everybody's like Tillman though Tillman's like one of a kind I can understand it. 1920 I mean imagine 15 year old Graham Couch get that out of my face that question <laughs> Uh, Matt Stratton says, "Love MSU, don't loathe anyone." We'll say my personal experience in away games is Iowa and Wisconsin have some of the friendliest and most accommodating fans.
6: And it's everybody's experience is different, and, and and like I like people in Iowa a lot. It's very hard to hate Iowa uh, football, especially like you're around, I mean, they're just good people. My father-in-law or my my stepdad is from Iowa, and he'll tell everybody he's from Iowa, and everywhere he goes. Every restaurant, every whatever, within seven seconds, he runs into somebody else from Iowa. That's just the way it works. Steve
1: Grob says, Wisconsin, I know you can win using that style, as Virginia proved, but it takes away from the fluidity and beauty of the game. Basketball shouldn't be like chess. Uh, D says, Purdue and Wisconsin, historically. Kevin Knight, Wisconsin, Bo Ryan fan base, and simply because it's Wisconsin, Purdue, that fan base, is so entitled and obnoxious. Penn State, because of Pat Chambers, and the fan I sat in front of at the Palestra, palestra huh. in twenty seventeen. Sometimes it just takes one bad night, just it's one like, fan. Yep, and you are like just, screw just these let guys. one dude ruin the whole thing for you. I, I get that a
6: lot. No, absolutely. Yeah,
1: it's totally, uh, totally reasonable. Joe says Wisconsin. They typically don't have any actually uh, good players; just some dirt bags who would rather take out your best player than win a game a lot of wisconsin here i am sofa king says purdue and iowa both fan bases whine constantly as their teams choke in the tourney uh forest lawyers burner burner account iowa because of that one girl what that means one girl i don't know what that means uh polish sparty
6: google that iowa one girl <laughs> see what you get two happen <laughs> yeah should i should i say that one girl from iowa sure Oh, it's not a good, Jesus, it's, uh, images, Hmm? the top Mm -hmm. images are like some, what, who is this? When you type in that one girl from Iowa, oh, it's like, um, this is not two girls, one cup. No, it's not sexual at all. It's two girls, one piece of corn. Um, well,
1: spit it out couch.
6: I'm dying here. No, no, hold on. The, The lead is not getting right to it. Hold on. Who is this? Let me just click on the pictures. A tease. You want to take a break? Jesus. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, it's this. Iowa. will. Hold on. Uh,
1: uh, Unbelievable. It's just good. If good you just ridden. did this for the next 34 minutes, it'd be the
6: best show ever. <laughs> no, no. Huh? Wait a minute. Oh. This doesn't work. Because the, the the thing's not the same. It goes to an MSNBC talking head slanders Molly Tibbetts some quote girl in Iowa. But that wasn't the picture I clicked on it would look like some woman who ran over somebody so um i'll well, have to cut that out of the podcast all right uh up next polish spark oh, here we go here we go Jesus. police iowa woman says she ran over girl in racist attack police say they're charged a des moines woman with an attempted murder after she told officers she intentionally ran over a 14 year old girl because she believed the teen was mexican oh this was that thing in 2019 yeah i remember this is like uh, this is over christmas and there's pictures of her, and God, that's not who you want your some girl from your state to be. What a letdown!
1: Letdown. <clears throat> uh, Robert Offer says Buckeyes because they are never well coached. Ben Berm, thirteen. I'd rather lose to U of M than Iowa. Their fan base and Fran make me crazy. I hate U of M, but I at least respect them. Don't respect anything about Iowa and their constantly whining fan base. Uh, cousin Greg says Wisconsin and Purdue. Wisconsin because of Bo Ryan still, Purdue because of their fans. Is that my cousin Greg? I have a cousin Greg. Yeah, dude. It's your cousin Greg, Excellent. actually. Excellent. You know, you know, every cousin Greg's your cousin Greg, apparently. David Curtis uh, was Wisconsin when Bo Ryan was the coach. Now it's Purdue and Matt Painter. They have the used car salesman, hair. Same with Rick Pitino, Billy Donovan, and Calipari. Uh, Bo Ryan says, Matt, it was Wisconsin, but for regular competitive reasons. Uh, Matt also said Purdue, whose fans think Izzo gets guys over them because of the ch- chicanery, and not because of their last Final Four was during the Carter administration. That's
6: that's a fair point. But th- th- it is interesting to watch fan bases who think another fan, another coach is just dirty as hell when they really don't know anything. I mean, uh, but do you let some crazed kind of fan that it was mad
1: that somebody went to Michigan State over Purdue dictate how you feel about the whole fan base? I
6: don't know. No, I, I don't have an issue with Purdue fan. I enjoy. I mean. Purdue fans may think I don't like them. I've had some spats with a few people here and there, and most of my spats came from the AP poll. Like, most of my experience with the fan bases were purely based on uh, reactions to me not ranking a team as highly as they wanted, and there were quite a few teams over the four years that wound up having issues with me. Um, but the, the only fan base that I've really ever, and I've written some columns that deserved it, but that I think is probably beyond unreasonable largely is is the Big Blue Nation, Kentucky. Mm. Try adding a, adding another R to a team name, boy. Oh, boy, that pisses
1: people Wake off. Wake Forest. Oh, boy. <laughs> Wake Forest. Holy shit. Wake Forest of four R's. Yeah, four R's. Uh, Clark uh, D Schnep says Wisconsin. Cinemod says got to be Purdue. Fans are spiteful and their mascot is beyond creepy. <laughs> with a picture of the mascot, it's pretty bad. Uh, Bill McLeod says Wisconsin. I've never forgiven them for costing me a fourteen parlay at the end of a game dunk to cover the spread. At a boy, Bill. I love the gambler anger. Uh, Scott Gross. Iowa. Fran McCaffrey. Need I say more? Graham Nelson. Penn State. Only football. Strictly because of James Franklin. Dude is a salesman and a fraud. Matt Spence says Wisconsin. It started because I thought their uniforms were terrible. It compounded when I realized Bo Ryan looked like Coach Bud Kilmer from Varsity Blues. I love that. The a deep dive. All right. Zach Buckelheimer. Purdue and Iowa. Franz and the fans. Franz and the Franz. Okay, whatever. Uh, Forest Bear. Maryland. Coach is a big old baby. Another Wisconsin, Craig Nielsen, not another team, but I loathe when I see Weimer is refing. Also, we all do listening to Dockich. I don't know if that was answering the question, but okay, Craig. Ryan Peterson, Wisconsin, style of play, flopping, Bo Ryan, win or lose, every game against them is always just painful to watch. Axan Kiva, Purdue, incredible ego for a program that hasn't been to a Final Four since a few months after Ronald Reagan took office. We're yeah, stealing each other's bits here. Yeah, Carter administration, oh, right? We're going to have to
6: look at you know the proper uh, Walter Mondale here. I mean, yeah. where are we going? Uh, yeah, Stewart. Staying with Purdue, MSU. Pete just wrote in just now. He's uh, he talking about the demeanor of the program and all that stuff. And he said, also Matt Harm's hair. Like it, sometimes yeah. it's just that, right? It's, it's the way somebody reacts and they get all into it. And, and mm-hmm. the problem is you get you, you don't like these guys and you meet these kids and they're like the nicest kids in the world, or you the vice versa. Awesome. You, you are, are
4: about, about to enter, enter the spin zone no, no, no. with noted newspaper columnist and radio host, Graham Couch.
6: Sorry,
4: I, well,
1: I, just, a little
6: spin. I I just... And then think, you meet these guys, and they're that well, nice. I, I need, all right, we get it. If you met Matt Harms, you'd probably find him very I, nice. Yeah, I
1: know, but it's just, you know, all right. Okay. We're just talking here. We know, know it's sports writer. You talk to him. We get it. Name dropper. Mitch Stewart, Purdue. They think they are good, but they aren't. They think Izzo cheats because people don't want to play for a program that hasn't been to a Final Four since 1980. They have Matt Harms. I could keep going. I thought there was another presidential joke there. since JFK or something. Uh, Andy Welch, all of them. If I had to pick one, I guess. It's Iowa because of Franz' perpetual befuddled enraged face. But by this point in the season, I loathe everyone and hope they all lose all the time.
6: I like the anger. I respect I look, that, Andy. I respect it
1: um ty- a couple more than we got to get to here yeah 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 well you tell me when to stop here um Tyler I loved when Nebraska was blasted by Russell Wilson in Wisconsin and their Big Ten opener something about a wake-up call to a newcomer blue Bud felt good uh Mulder Jeffrey Mulder Wisconsin Ryan Cole absolutely Purdue their fan base has always been just nasty to MSU and Izzo all without the proper accolades to talk and well, we got to get David Jackson in, of okay. course. Wisconsin, yes. number one, because he's got 19 things here. Number one, <laughs> style Maybe. of play is not entertaining to watch. Two, uh, they, they used uh, to flop too much. Three, their fans are annoying gets. An Englishman, Graham, you should appreciate that one. <laughs> Four, who whole boat owns Izzo, was
6: insufferable. Five, lastly, they won too often. A lot of Wisconsin, a yeah. lot of Iowa, a lot of Purdue. And the common denominator is obviously they've had things that have happened with MSU or white guys that drive you nuts. Right? Those are the two things we're seeing a lot of. Sure. Stupid white guys. Freaking white guys. Yeah. All right. Speaking of white guys. <laughs> the ultimate white guy. <laughs> the, ultimate white guy. <laughs> the ultimate white guy. Harry Gagnon. Yeah. Another white guy joining us next. <laughs> Harry <laughs> Gagnon from Odd Shark. We'll uh, we'll get into the games for this weekend. What we think's gonna happen, what games you should play. That's next. Couch in the roof.
1: Where else can you cheer on your team? Enjoy a mouth-watering burger or savory sushi. Sip on handcrafted cocktails or one of 46 beers on tap. Take your game day or date night to Caskin Company Kitchen Bar or Front 43 Neighborhood Pub near Frandor. Two amazing places with one awesome blended modern American-Asian menu. Catch the game on one of 30 60-inch TVs or stop in for the all-you-can-eat lunch buffet. Enjoy happy hour or elevate your night out at Caskin Company or Front 43
2: on East Saginaw in Lansing. Every young person needs affordable access to college or career training after high school. The Lansing Promise provides that access with place-based scholarships within the Lansing school district boundaries. Eligible scholars can receive tuition assistance over a four-year window to complete their associate's degree, become certified in a skilled or professional trade at Lansing Community College, or a comparable award toward their first two years at Michigan State or Olivet College. The Lansing Promise, changing the outcome of an entire generation. Find out more at LansingPromise.org. That's LansingPromise.org.
3: This is Doug Warren with your Spotlight Sports Update. Kansas star center Yudoka Azubuki, who was questionable coming into senior night against TCU after injuring his ankle last weekend, scored a career-high 31 points as the top-ranked Jayhawks clinched at least a share of the Big 12 regular season title with a 75-66 victory. Meanwhile, in Ohio, Obi Toppin scored 20 points on his 22nd birthday as number 3 Dayton rolled to its 19th straight win and 84-57 curb stomping of Rhode Island. With a victory over George Washington on Saturday, Dayton would finish unbeaten in its conference for the first time in program history. Down in the ACC Trent Force put back with 3.8 seconds left, capped a late charge as number seven Florida State edged Notre Dame 73-71 to move closer to an ACC title. Meanwhile, number 14 Villanova survived a late comeback push and knocked off number eight Seton Hall 79-77. Villanova had three players with at least 19 points in the game, including 20 from Sadiq Bay. Sandro Mamuklashvili led the way for Seton Hall with 20 points and 10 boards. And in the SEC, number 17 Auburn suffered its first home loss, 78-75 to Texas A&M. That's your spotlight sports update. I'm Doug Warren. You're listening to Couch in the Rube, a Spotlight production.
5: Google Assistant for Android can now read web pages aloud. Google says it's using new speech technology to make it sound more natural. To activate the feature, users simply have to say, hey, Google, read it, or hey, Google, read this page when there's an article displayed on their Android browser. Users can change the speed of the voice if they want and jump to different parts of the page if they don't want to listen to the whole thing. A report says Amazon's doorbell is really keeping an eye on you. BBC says the Ring doorbell keeps records of every motion detected as well as the exact time they're logged down to the millisecond. report also says every interaction with the Ring's app is also stored, including the model of phone or tablet and mobile network used. The Make-A-Wish Foundation got a fan into the NBA 2K20 game. 15-year-old WISH recipient, William Floyd is the first non-NBA athlete to be authentically scanned and earn a spot on the video game's playable roster. Tech Report, Larry Olson, NBC News Radio. Politics.
0: The truth is that the path has narrowed to a close.
7: You want to wash your hands a lot. You want to stay. If you're not feeling well, if you feel you have a flu, stay inside. Sort of quarantine yourself. Don't go outside. Sports.
5: Michigan State 37. Maryland 29 from half Court. Winston. He, he got it! it! He got it! Whoa. He got it from half! Whoa! Cassius, baby! Oh, oh, my
4: goodness. SpotlightMediaStudios.com You're
3: listening to Couch in the Room. the on Already radio the TV. SpotlightRadioNetwork.com
6: All right, Graham Couch, Jason, Nick, our Thursday Couch in the roof presented by and Company Kitchen and Bar and Front 43 Neighborhood Pub in Lansing. We will be there Sunday afternoon about 2 o'clock doing a live show before the Michigan State-Ohio State game. Great beer and burger and sushi specials. And also just a good time hanging with us. Who doesn't want to hang with us? Yeah, duh. All right. We're badass, right? Absolutely. All right. Speaking of white guys, as we were saying before, we got another white guy, one of our favorite white guys in the world, Yeah, Harry Gagnon from Odd Shark, and the Against All Odds podcast with Cousin Sal. He is also at bestbetcorner.com, that's where you can find his show uh, and uh, more of his picks. Harry, how you doing, man?
7: What's up, guys? I just want to let you know, I'd hang with you guys anytime. Hell anytime yeah. Anytime I'd hang with you guys.
6: We appreciate that. We appreciate that. So first of all, before we get into this stuff, you, you got something going here with uh, with Tom Brady. You got, what what's 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 the deal?
7: Yeah, you know, I mean, I know everyone now is uh, is very interested in knowing and thinking of where he's going to go. It looks a lot more like that he may not be with the Patriots next year. And ESPN's been all over it today. I've noticed. I've watched a little bit of their shows, but uh, about a month, month and a half ago, uh, you know, Jason uh, probably noticed a couple things that I had put up on. Uh, I had uh, mentioned uh, on Twitter and uh, my feelings on the situation. I always thought that it would be a great fit for him to go to Tampa Bay in this situation, uh, this particular part of the uh, NFL season, when the way the Tampa Bay Bucks are currently right now, because I think this team is not so far off, guys. I I really think that, uh, you know, Bruce Arians, he's a two-time NFL coach of the year. He's there for a reason. He wants to win. He doesn't want to play games. He doesn't want to collect paychecks. I mean, well, sure, he does, but, I mean, what he wants to do is win, and he wants to win now, and he knows his team is close. I don't think he can – he made comment in the off season where he can win with this – he can win with this team, with anybody, and that means Winston could be out. Uh, Winston led the NFL last year in turnovers, and yet still Tampa Bay found it a way to win seven games, should have won eight. They missed a 30-yard field goal against the Giants. The end of the game but have won eight. That's not that's not easy to do. Win eight games the NFL season when your quarterback leads the NFL in turnovers. You still win that they, they want to. Uh, they need to re-sign Shaq Barrett in the off-season here. He had nineteen and a half sacks for the Bucks last year. He wants to re-sign with Tampa, and I just think it's a great fit for Brady in that he's got two Pro Bowl wide receivers. They've got O.J. Howard, who Tampa hasn't used a real well since being a first-round pick um, from Alabama. And, uh, and that's who Brady needs. That's the type of guy Brady also needs because he didn't have a tight end. Brady's stats still pretty good last year. He didn't have a tight end all season. And I think this is a situation where also schedule-wise the uh, Buccaneers play only one playoff team, the Saints, from a year ago in their eight games that they play on the road this year. I think a lot of things add up here for Tampa Bay, and I think they could be very productive in the NFC South, and I think they can win it, too.
6: I want us to start a rumor here just because I don't like aggregators who waste a lot of time, and I want to waste their time, starting a rumor that Matthew Stafford's out and that Tom Brady's in with the Lions. Tom Brady. Mm. Tom Brady with the Lions. Tom Brady with the Lions. Come on, Harry, let's do it. Mm -hmm. If we push it enough, can we waste people's time writing it that some show said it? (laughs) Because that's the way way it happens, right? You just get some ESPN (laughs) analyst who says it, and then it becomes a story and people repeat Let's it. Let's not drag Harry down with us, you know. Boy, That's would true.
7: That, be, uh, that would be, uh, would that, you know, that, that would be, t- you know, what, to start a rumor like that and then him obviously not going to Detroit, wouldn't that be just typical for Detroit fans, and especially in the way teams are right now for Detroit, wouldn't that be just typical to just Wha- finally give them a little taste and then all of a sudden they don't get it? Well,
6: That'd and you awful. give us credibility too. So if we start this rumor with you tagged to us, then, then we we might actually get <laughs> some footing. That's really the – without you, I don't know if Who we knows. have the credibility to get any get – any, uh, Get any footing here all right Might be worse. <laughs> a lot of big basketball games this weekend in the big 10 there are some tonight frankly but um as we do each week projecting the lines for the weekend games we like uh and um games we, we, we want to play uh, this weekend in the big 10 the the, the race is going to You got four teams at the top um let, let's start there with uh the game saturday that'll determine some stuff wisconsin you think this is gonna be Wisconsin minus two and a half at Indiana. I think it's gonna be closer to a pick'em. But Wisconsin's playing well enough it might. Where who do you like in this matchup?
7: Yeah, I just think I still think Wisconsin gets it done here. I think Indiana um uh, has just been too inconsistent um all season. They haven't won three games in a row since uh December twenty first. Uh where they beat UConn, Nebraska, and Notre Dame. Not the greatest of teams there either. Uh, Wisconsin's got a lot more to play for here. And uh, like you said, they're they're right there in the uh, Big Ten. Uh, I think that uh, uh, currently isn't a – I want to say it's a three-way tie right now for first, but if Illinois wins tonight, it could be a four-way tie for first heading into the weekend. So uh, I think uh, Wisconsin, a lot more riding on them in terms of getting seeded for the uh, Big Ten tournament. I think uh, the Badgers get it done. I think they win by about five, but like I said, it's two and a half. I think they uh, win going away late, maybe close, but Wisconsin
1: wins it. Who do you like here, Jason? I don't know. It's a stay away for me, but I think Harry could be right. I mean, two yeah. and a half seems like the number. I don't know if I trust either team, but as far as you know, putting any real money on it for me, no.
6: Stay Wisconsin's away. got some poise, and you know, again, if you're if you're a Michigan State fan, you don't want Wisconsin. a lot of people today. We've asked a question about teams we we absolutely hate. Yeah, uh, a lot of people seem to hate Wisconsin. So if, if you're a Michigan State fan. Put money on Wisconsin, and if you lose it, they're not going to win the Big Ten title, and you have got to see them lose. And if they win, at least you got some cash. That would be my 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 play on that. Um, let, let let's stay in the Big Ten, and then we'll hit the other games here. And we'll actually we'll finish with Michigan State, Ohio State, but uh, Iowa uh, uh, against Illinois at Illinois. Um, I think Illinois minus three and a half. I think that number might be about right. Maybe maybe a little more. Maybe four and a half, five, but. Illinois has got a big game before that, so it's hard to know what will be on the line for Illinois because it depends yeah. on what happens against Ohio State. Um, who do you like here, Harry? Uh,
7: you know, I think uh, I, th- I like Illinois here. Uh, let's, let's bank on, I guess, yeah, like we said, like I know they play uh, the big game tonight against Ohio State on the road. Um, banking, say, I know it's about 5-5.5 five, five in that game, so if they lose that game, I think back home here uh, when they get the uh, Iowa uh I think they'll take him down by about 10 points. Iowa just lost a uh, pretty big game at home where, like I said, I've mentioned before, they've been amazing at home, awful on the road. Um, DeZuma, uh, how do you spell it? DeZuma? Is that A.O. It? DeZuma? DeZuma. Yeah. DeZuma, yeah. I mean, he's been fantastic for Illinois uh, down the stretch, uh, especially the second half of the season he leads the team in uh minutes played by like five minutes over the next closest person um he's led the team in scoring more than half of, la- uh, of its last 20 games i think he'll do so here too against an iowa team like i said is very poor on the road i think iowa might be able to do something come NCA tournament wise because um because they have a guy who can uh lead them in scoring you can play well but i think overall here in this game the situation uh illinois gets it done at home
6: all right michigan at maryland what do you what do you think the spread will be of this one
7: you know uh again maryland's one of those teams that's also tied for first place at 23 and 7 uh i think the line's going to be maryland minus five it might be up to five and a half uh, michigan better win tonight i mean i'm sure you guys mentioned that in the show. i mean they better win against Nebraska uh, tonight because they are uh, sitting at nine and nine currently in the big ten uh, 18 and 11 overall you don't want to go uh, under uh, 500 uh, come attorney uh, selection day you know in especially in the big ten uh, I just think overall here uh, in this game uh, banking on Michigan wins against Nebraska I think Jalen Smith who uh, averages a double double for the Terrapins is going to get it done for them I think they're going to uh uh cover this game heading into the big 10 tournament i think uh maybe like five five and a half michigan if they can hang hang and uh and and maybe lose by seven to eight still credible uh in terms of a loss on the road But i think maryland
8: gets it done that
6: that that would be i mean look i i think that happens too i just don't know where maryland's heads are here do you have a
1: feel
8: right. for
6: this one jason I just want to. I would like to
1: see tonight against Nebraska, seventeen point favorite. That is Michigan is. I I think in my gut
6: feel, I think Maryland hammers Michigan. Just a gut feel. I uh, it, it uh, yeah. It, I don't know about that. We're I, 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 talking to Brendan Quinn earlier. It, it, I don't know where Michigan's heads are. I don't know where they are physically. Uh, I don't feel as good about them as I did a couple of weeks ago. But uh, anyway, we'll get back to the Big Ten in a second. When Michigan State, Ohio State, some other games that are that are pretty good this weekend. Kansas at Texas Tech, you think Kansas minus 2 here, who do you like?
7: You know, I the, the heading into uh heading into this weekend, um Kansas has a one game lead over Baylor in the Big 12 uh, Big 12 uh, uh, ter, uh conference. Um no one else is even close to these two. Uh I'll probably come down to these two in the Big 12 championship game too and the when the conference tourney hits. Week. Um, but I still think overall here, this situation where if Baylor can get by West Virginia, uh, I think Texas Tech, who's been playing well lately, I think they steal this one, and it turns into a two-way tie for first place in the Big, Ten, uh, Big 12. I think Texas Tech can get this game done. Like I said, um, they only lost by three points in Lawrence. And last year, when Kansas went to Lubbock, Texas Tech laid the smackdown on them, beat them by 29 uh, I know Kansas is one fifteen in a row, but I'm going to give Texas Tech the nod here. Even though Texas Tech played tough on Monday night, went to overtime against Baylor, I think Texas Tech gets it done against the JRX in the game. That doesn't really mean overall in the whole scheme of things that much to Kansas.
6: It's good, uh, yeah. No, that that that, that, that Baylor Kansas. I mean, the Big Ten is the most fascinating lead to me, but Baylor Kansas is interesting. So Baylor minus one and a half at West Virginia is about what you think. Uh, I think Baylor is inter- I mean, Baylor's slight favorite at West Virginia. West Virginia, okay. I, I kind of like West Virginia here. Where are you?
7: Yeah, I, you know what? That's a thing. I, I sort of think I'd like to see Baylor and Kansas be tied. by... Uh, again, this is a situation where I got smoked on this game when they played the first time. I liked v- West Virginia with seven, six, and I got six and a half, seven points, I think. And uh, they came out flat. Uh, they had lost a decent. Uh, they had lost like I think they've lost six and six out of the last seven right now. West Virginia, so. uh they're really in need of a big win. But I think Baylor in this situation, 26-3, and that uh, beat West Virginia by 21, I sort of do like a well, – I, I would like to see Baylor tie Kansas, but I sort of do like West Virginia to win this game too, uh, just because of that situation. They blew them out the first time, and I think West is the same situation. Like for Texas Tech, I think West Virginia needs a nice win too. Um, so uh, even though I'd like to see Baylor win, I think West Virginia pulls this out.
6: All right, last game, uh, UNC, uh, before Michigan State, obviously, UNC uh, at Duke. You think Duke around minus 13 and a half. This game obviously uh, was uh, fascinating the first time. UNC had a huge lead, and Duke won at the end back when they were playing well. Duke not playing as well, although I thought found it against NC State the other night, uh, which I actually watched in an airport. First time I've seen Duke in a while. Uh, who do you like here, Duke-UNC.
7: Yeah, I agree with you, Graham. I, I, I like. That. I thought that it was a nice spot on Monday night for North Carolina. i oh, Excuse me, for Duke, um, knowing that uh, uh, they got crushed a couple weeks ago against NC State, like their biggest loss in God knows how long. Uh, so now they were double-digit favorites on Monday. I love Duke in this situation. They ruled N- uh, NC State. Uh, North Carolina, though, uh, did play. Uh, went, they won earlier this week. Uh they won on Saturday uh in front of Tom Brady in Syracuse. They put up ninety two points against uh, my orange. Uh so two wins in a row for North Carolina, but still here I think, yeah, they gave it all they had, North Carolina did uh against uh Duke the first time in Chapel Hill. I think the situation where Duke wins again, I think if it's thirteen and a half, I think Duke wins uh by 16 17 maybe a little bit more in this game too
6: all right let's get to the michigan state ohio uh, ohio state game here the senior night at msu Mm. you think msu about minus five i I think that number is going to be a little higher than that probably in the seven range uh but being at home and just the but i also think it's a it's a dangerous game jason would you call this a stay away or do you have a feel no i think michigan state blows up Ohio, Ohio State
1: Mom. and uh, Harry sent me that number the other night and I was like ah, I think it's just going to be a little higher. I agree with you. I think it's going to be around seven, seven and a half when it comes out later on Saturday night. But uh, Harry, defend it. Talk us out of it.
7: No, nah, you know what? Uh, listen, Graham's been Graham's nailing uh, Graham's nailed these Michigan State lines cold uh, since we've been doing this. He's been hey them. easy.
1: He's got a big enough head already. You know he doesn't need <laughs> he's it. He's
7: been all over it, but I think you know that again. You know, seeing the United Tom Izzo led squad. Uh, I just think uh overall here this is gonna be a situation where the momentum uh for Michigan State keeps going after their big uh win this, this week uh on the road, huge second half against Penn State. I think they keep it going heading into the tournament. Uh maybe this is a situation, yeah, where Ohio State doesn't need it. Uh it doesn't really mean too much. Um I think Michigan State if there's like you said, you guys said if I say it's five, you guys say it's seven. I think they win by even a couple more than that. I think they win by maybe nine ten in this game.
6: Yeah, so here's my thing with Michigan State and Ohio State is in this. Ohio State's playing well. I don't know if they're going to be completely 100%. Uh, they've got a big man. Michigan State's dealt with a lot of those. These teams haven't faced each other yet. There are a lot of emotions to senior day, and we have not seen MSU handle event days well this year. And that's mm-hmm. the big thing. When you look at Michigan State versus Duke and everything that went into that game and Draymond Green's retirement uh, jersey being retired, you look at the, the game against Maryland and ESPN game day and the reunion yeah. of the 2000 uh championship team and Mel Tucker being there sort of event days they have not come out well and and so i'm curious you know the the ceremony is after the game here but it's going to be one of those days that there's just a lot of emotion in the building well, i don't think me that ask, helps let Michigan let me State. you
7: can if, if would you do you feel a lot more comfortable if ohio state blows out illinois tonight uh i don't
6: i don't know the the home road thing um See, Ohio State doesn't have anything really to play for other than seeding in the Big Ten tournament. Which you uh, know, so,
7: I mean, so so if they beat Ohio, if they beat Illinois Hanley today, yeah, uh, tonight, uh, and then they go into they go into East Lansing um, with not much, like you said, to play and maybe not so healthy. If they lose, it's no big deal. It wouldn't be such a big deal to them. I, I feel a little more so. And say with these two games, Ohio State says to themselves, maybe if we split here, we'll be fine. So if they beat Illinois, the Michigan State game doesn't mean so much to them.
6: Yeah, I, I don't know that it'll be that. They, Michigan State t- traditionally is, is having matchup problems with Ohio State. Different program mm-hmm. now with Chris Holtman instead of Thad Mata a little bit. But uh, the senior day to me always – this is why senior days are interesting bets. It always affects the game, mm-hmm. and you don't know which way, right? You, you, it can be a, a blowout f- because of the emotion of the home team. It can be a team that's lethargic, that's got too much energy, that's that's just, you know – not focused and and it goes the other way, but it impacts the game it's a, it's, it, there is an effect to it, and it creates a stay away for me, uh, regardless because I can absolutely see Michigan State losing this game. I can absolutely see them winning by twenty, and so when you put those two things together, it's very hard for me to find a line in there that I like at all like it would be right. it, like it, to me, it would damn near have to be a pickum for me to really like Michigan State just because I don't, I don't trust anything that's going to be going on around the game. If that makes yeah, any sense,
7: that makes a that makes a lot of sense. I mean, even uh, Jason and I have said back and forth to each other. There's like three, four teams uh, that are just you never know what you're going to get out of these teams, even though they're very good teams, like uh, Michigan State and Iowa, of uh, Villanova out of the Big East. Um, you know, where they've been fantastic on the road lately, and they've been bad at home, and uh, they had a they had a nice win on the road last week, last night against uh, Seton Hall. Um, you got these teams that are fantastic, but you never know what you're going to get. And Michigan State is definitely one of them this year.
6: Harry, we appreciate you a ton. Uh, look forward to doing this a little as March Madness continues and these games get, uh, well, for everything. It's going to get really yeah. interesting really, really, really quickly. Uh, you can follow Harry at, at, at oddshark.com and Best Bet Corner. We recommend you go into it, and also on the Against All Odds podcast with Cousin Sal. Harry, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Harry.
7: Bye-bye. Guys, thanks. Have a great day and uh, Sunday. Have a uh, great Michigan
6: State. Appreciate you, Harry. Uh, Going to be a uh, an interesting weekend, and I am really looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to Sunday like no other because I, you know, I'm jazzed for. It's almost like I've forgotten about the game a little bit because I'm jazzed for our, our event. You know, I I I want it to be. You, don't me, get too jazzed. jazzed. No, we don't want you too jazz. No I'm jazz hands up there. <laughs> I'm doing my jazz hands. Thing. Get it out of my face. <laughs> It'll be fun, though. I think this is going to be yeah. good. I think this is going to be good, and we don't get to do this a lot. And um, I think the whole uh, n- game is going to be interesting. I, you know, I get annoyed sometimes, but it's good preparation for uh, the NCAA tournament. I love the game at Nebraska when I'm writing about Kyle Arnes and there aren't a ton of people around. I love the game at Penn State when I'm, there aren't a ton of people around. This is going to be one of those days where every columnist feels like they have to weigh in. Like, just, you know, back off. Right? We don't need you. You know, and, and uh, I I got it covered, you know, like, and, and, and the, my turf, bro. Yeah, that's it. The NCAA tournament is very much this. It'll be good practice for me to be a nice, considerate citizen. Um, it's just the way it is. But it's, as
1: far as the Ohio State game, when he mentioned five points, you, like we talked about it yesterday, the senior day, the cash the emotions. Do you think it will add a couple points to the Vegas line? Or are they not going to think about it? They won't. Or they, it, they, won't it? they won't
6: think about it. Okay. Because one of the things that, that gets weird next week, and I'm, one of the one things I never bet, even when I was betting a lot in my 20s, is conference tournaments I learned real quick. Real, I, I took a bath like two years in a row on conference tournaments because there's so many dynamics at play that aren't. And, and again, like Michigan State is a great di- example of this. In the NCAA tournament, this on Sunday, and Tuesday at State College, and uh, last week against Maryland, you played Xavier Tillman as much as you needed to play him to win the game. And you will do that without apology, and he'll want you to do that. And this is his time. This is his moment. You are not going to do it three straight games in Indianapolis. Right? And so if you, you just take the Penn State game, for example, it is 12 to 12-11. They take Tillman out of the game. It is 25-13, literally two minutes later. That's how quickly breakdowns defensively happen for Michigan State. In the Big Ten tournament, so be it. You're not running his legs into the ground. And so that, to me, is why that's different. That's the thing you don't know. You can't. There are going to be certain teams that are really motivated, certain teams that are hungry to prove that they were better, that they think they're the best team, or they want to win a title for their own. I think the teams that win a championship and win a share of it have the least care about it. Um, and... There are other teams that are on the bubble that are really going to care. In other leagues, there's lots of desperation. And and so where there's desperation, those are the teams you want to pull for. The other thing you keep into account is legs. And there's a real thing with that. So if you play four games in four days, usually the fourth day, your legs are shot. If you have to play five games in four days, your legs are almost certainly shot at that point. And so I I think that is – there are five games in five days. I think – those are things to, to keep in mind. If a team is really hot shooting the ball that has to play Wednesday and does it again Thursday and Friday, that's fine. But by, by Sunday, they got nothing. Those teams are So there are opportunities in a conference tournament to bet. It's just there are a lot of different variables than happen during the regular season. And another game that uh,
1: uh, Harry mentioned, if it's 13-and-a-half, Duke-UNC. I kind of like UNC. Do you? Plus 13-and-a-half. That stands firm. I don't know if it will be that high.
6: I don't like it either way. No? I wouldn't mess with it. Double digits? No UNC? Tonight, I would uh, I would lean Illinois a little bit if the line is still around six. I think that's going to be a close game at Ohio State. But I don't know that for sure. I, I feel a little skittish after I gave up my picks the other day with Maryland and Iowa iowa certainly kneecap
2: I locks with graham couch two <laughs> hey. minutes
6: to go before the show graham give your locks I'm, I'm on this if i will <laughs> purdue again i'm all on purdue yep that is a holy crap matchup and you don't see that very often and it's kneecapper from graham go you, ahead graham what's for, your another one go ahead <laughs> i got i don't have another sell one. sell like all everything that you have and go to your bookie Graham Couch. I do think Michigan's going to win big tonight, but that spread's at 17. It's too heavy. It's way too many points. Yeah. Because even, here's the problem with those but spreads. But does Nebraska even care anymore? Well, that's the thing. We don't know. Yeah. That. But the problem with the spread like that, my biggest fear of the spread like that is that Michigan does get up 20, 23 points, but at the end, you know, you've got garbage time, you're playing your seniors. Another thing that happens on senior night. Dudes who have no business on a basketball court get put in the game way too early, <laughs> and like so that can screw up spreads. You know, I mean, that, there's a lot of that. Like stuff. starting Jack Hoiberg. Yeah, I mean, you what? Know. How much time is Connor George going to play tonight? Or not tonight? Well, Sunday? Yeah, for for Michigan State. Oh, do you think he starts? Shit. They usually start their seniors, right? I think so. Yeah, he's good enough. The thing about Connor George, like Jack Hoiberg, and even more so, is. He's played enough at critical moments that he doesn't kill you if he starts, but he changes your dynamic out of the gate. Yeah. And I don't know if that's worth it when you're playing for a Big Ten title. That conversation will be had behind closed doors. We may find out something even even later. I, I, after this sh- recording I'm going to, after the show, I'm going to a Michigan State basketball interview. So maybe I'll know something about that, and we can talk about it tomorrow when we do your Groovy Donut Twitter questions. A reminder again, Sunday, 2 o'clock, Front 43 and and Company. We hope to see you there. It's going to be a fun time. Amen. So it's going to be awesome. We appreciate them. Good show. Thanks to Brendan Quinn and Harry Gagnon. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Catch you in the room.